Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this afternoon? We've made it. We've done it. It was a late start. We were supposed to start at 12. And then I was like, hey, I'm doing yard work, 12.30. And then I was like, oh, it's running late, 1 p.m. And then 1 p.m. came around, and I still wasn't ready. But we are here now with the Chosen of Valhalla live stream, episode 334, the March uh, the March Chosen of Valhalla live stream. So if I am a little bit out of it, as I normally am, but if I'm a little bit more out of it than usual, uh, it is because I was uh, running around trying to get everything ready and also get cleaned from being outside with all of the weed whacking and stuff not working and, and all that jazz so before we go any further though please make sure if you're watching on youtube smash that like button light up that fire button if you're watching over on the odyssey fam and also of course uh, uh we should also be live on d live and twitter uh but at this point it's it's hard to really tell anything at this point so i'm just happy to be live on youtube so anyway we're gonna go around the horn introducing everyone who is on the panel today uh might have others join us but i do want to give a huge shout out to rosetta allen uh for not being able to join us today she's not feeling too well so pray for rosetta allen uh and and that she feels a bit better and uh she's apparently having some some cat issues at at home as well so uh uh or something about uh, the ripping up the house i think is what i saw in in the chat something about uh trying to break my house so i'm hoping <laughs> that uh ornery is uh is 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 going to stop that bad kitty bad kitty anyway we're going to go start off with the newest uh, member of the Chosen of Valhalla, at least. This is his first time. This is his second month, I believe, as a Chosen level. He wasn't able to join us last week, but uh, last month, but he is here today, and that is Matt317. Matt, how's it going, brother? Very good, Odin. Glad to be here. Glad to be speaking with you all lovely people. Glad to have you here, man. You've been doing anything fun uh, today while, while I was trying to get everything <laughs> going? Uh, good stuff. Well, I guess I was in the meantime. I was playing uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2 in oh. the interim while you were getting ready. Okay. So I got been playing that again for. And. Uh, nice. Well, got to get that, some of that in. And uh, other than that, been doing some chores today. Was also going to be doing some yard work later today as well, breaking up some leaves. But. And I hope I haven't ruined those plans by. <laughs> No, no, no <laughs> I'm sure that you are just raring to to get to those leaves. Oh yeah, but yeah, I'll still be. <laughs> I'll keep op- occupied listening to uh, replay of FNT and oh, also nice. some Tol- Tolkien. Been listening ah. to the Children of Horan. Ooh, oh, okay, played All right. by the great Christopher Lee. Ah, oh <gasps> yes, that's right. That's right. I forgot he did some voice work for. It. Wasn't that the? Was that the only one he did voice work for? Don't know. Okay. I'll have to see. Yeah, I know that he. Uh, yeah, because I remember hearing about that one and saying, "Oh, that, I bet that sounds amazing <laughs> with Christopher yeah, Lee's voice." Well, Matt, thank you for joining us today. Mm-hmm. All right, we are also joined today by the Empress of the Universe. Ah! Uh, she's she's making fun of me in the chat as always. Uh, Tina, how's it going? I am doing well, and you're. You're raking leaves. We've got a cold front moving in tonight. It's going to get down to like 25. 
So oh, goodness. Spring, spring's not quite here. So I don't know if anyone is in the chat yet. That was around yesterday evening, but, and I may have to repeat it. If you were, I want to thank you so much for dropping by Stephanie and mine's test stream. Lesson. What? Oh my goodness, I missed it. You didn't tell me about this stream. We didn't know we were going to do it. Like it, was, it was a test stream. So Betrayed. we had 10 people <laughs> showed up. So we're just, we still need to tweak a lot of stuff. And last night it was mainly just me and her rambling, but the 10 people who showed up, including author Stephen Walton, Culture Casino, Soul Assassin, um, Adam Shawshank, mm-hmm. Adam, yeah, um, Alex was there for a while. But we just kind of rambled and we were like, look, this is not official. We're still fooling around with stuff. And I couldn't get Stephanie invited. So I, she was on her cell phone and I had my cell phone speaker held up to my mic so that everybody could hear her. And people were like, she sounds like she sounds like she's in a well. I said, well, <laughs> it's her cell phone to my speaker, to my speaker to my mic. So we were on for over an hour. Oh my goodness. I am and, betrayed that you did nice. not tell me about this. We had no idea because Stephanie, uh, it's been a rough week for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, a very dear friend, uh, they had taken her back to Oklahoma and she passed away Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's G Monkey. He was in the stream. Thank you so much. Uh, but uh, they had the memorial service. They brought her back to Stephanie's area uh, for, I think, the cremation and the service. And so Stephanie was feeling kind of down. And we were like, uh, let's do another test stream for maybe, you know, a few minutes. And the next thing I knew, we people were jumping in. And we were like, oh, my God, we got an audience. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did I click go live? I didn't know I click. That's, so, that's what it feels like in the beginning. Like, cause you're like, okay, I see all these people. They all, they know exactly what they're doing. Okay. Yes. Let me like get this set up. And all of a sudden you're like, yes. oh, there's a person. They can hear yeah. me. What's going it, on? It, it was just, it was so much fun. So we're going to do a few more test streams before we go official, but everybody kind of knew that. And we were like, yeah, just ask us questions. So they were asking, what's your favorite color? What do you like to drink? <laughs> so Very pressing yeah. questions, of course. Yeah. So it was fun. And Stephen Walton said, yeah, I'm tweeting you all out. And we were like, oh, my gosh, don't do that. This is just a test. So, uh, But it was great. It made both of us feel really good. And we have no idea mm. how they found out we were there. So The fact that you made it work with her on the phone and her sounding like she was in a well, that's a good start. When you can yeah! have an audience and retain an audience even with Stephanie in a well, I, yes! I think that that is uh, it's an early, it's an early good, positive sign. So it was, it was fun. And like I said, I don't know if anyone else that was on last night, if they'll jump in today, but I just wanted to thank them for hanging out with us and, making it all fun and they just got to hear how me and stephanie talk when Mm. we're you know when we're on the phone with each other and which sometimes is very dangerous so Mm -hmm. (laughs) anyway uh i'm just gonna knock this out real quick you know how i i am but we had hey andrew we had 
three major deaths over the last month or so. And I hardly heard anybody talk about them. One person I did hear get brought up on world class. And I was like, thank you. Thank you so much for mentioning him. But um, real quick, I'm going to mess this up. Akira Takarada. He was 87. He was in the very first Godzilla movie. And Godzilla will be the longest running franchise next year. It'll be 70. Who was, uh, he, he, in, who was he in that? He played the, the sailor that tells them about the ship being attacked. I think he was okay. the lone survivor. Uh, he was also in hmm. Mothra versus Godzilla, Invasion of the Astro Monster, which I think I've seen. Ibera, Horror of the Deep. Those are all considered part of the Toho verse. Yes. He, he was also in the 92 Godzilla versus Mothra, the 2004 Final Wars, which I've got to see because it looks crazy. Oh, yeah. And, and his scenes were cut from the 2014 Godzilla because oh. they, they want to jump right into the action. But he was supposed to be playing an immigration officer. So maybe mm. in his honor, they'll maybe, you know, say, hey, here's his deleted scenes. I, I don't know. But uh Dangerville, one of the Kaiju channels I listened to, made the announcement and they said they got to meet him a few years ago at a Godzilla con and said he was very nice, a wonderful gentleman, so he'll be greatly missed. Uh, the one that World Class mentioned was Alan Ladd Jr., who was the son of uh, Hollywood legend Alan Ladd. They didn't have much of a connection, his father and son. But Alan Ladd Jr., when he was uh, the head of Fox's film division, he greenlit this little movie called Star Wars. And he went to the Fox president, whose name was, oh, I'm sorry, Gordon Stolberg, and mm -hmm. said, hey, George Lucas has this idea for this little space movie. And Stolberg was like, okay, yeah, let's, let's go for it. Stolberg and Ladd, <clears throat> supported Lucas the whole time. There were a few times when the Fox committee was getting ready to shut it down. They were like, this movie's not going to make any money. What the heck is it about? This is really stupid. Uh, we want to close it down. But the two of them were the ones that were like, no, no, no. It's something kind of special about it. Let's just go ahead. We won't pump a lot of money into it. You know, we'll see what happens. When Lad saw the reaction at the Star Wars premiere, the audience reaction, he cried because he was like, we're on to something. So he also greenlit Alien, the first one. He started his own production company, which I knew very well. It was called the Lad Company. Uh, they released Outland, which was the Sean Connery crazy sci-fi movie. Mm -hmm. Night Shift, which I think is Michael Keaton's first movie. He did it with Henry Winkler. They work in a morgue. And then they start running a call service. <laughs> uh, they did Police Academy, uh, Gone Baby Gone, Chariots of Fire, which won an Oscar. And he was also responsible for Blade Runner and one of my favorite movies, The Right Stuff. Mm -hmm. When the Lad Company merged with Paramount, they released Braveheart. He went to work for MGM and did Moonstruck, A Fish Called Wanda, and Thelma and Louise. All of those are Oscar winners. 
So when I heard he had passed away, I was like, that's a true legend there, because had it not been for him, there probably wouldn't be a Star Wars, because I don't think any other studio would have picked it up. And the other death that we had, this one hit me really hard because he was a favorite of my mom's and I actually cried because, and I don't cry over celebrities, but that was William Hurt. Mm. And I heard so many people call it saying Marvel actor William Hurt. And I'm like, he had a freaking career before Much longer the MCU. Did you all not see Altered States? Did you not see uh, Body Heat, which was what made him a star, him and Kathleen Turner? Uh, did they not see, uh, oh my gosh, <sighs> I'm good. I forgot it. Uh, the one where they were all college students back during the sixties and their buddy commits suicide and they all get together for his funeral. But, uh, Jeff Goldblum's in it. Um, Kevin Klein. I, I don't know. I don't know. The big chill, the big, big chill. chill. Okay. Yeah. And the corpse, when they see, when they show him, he's being dressed. That's the opening the very opening while they're playing. I heard it through the grapevine and you see this, you don't know, you think it's a man that's getting dressed and then you find out it's the corpse. That was Kevin Costner. (laughs) So uh, yeah, I, I didn't hear, you're right. I didn't hear as much about, because I remember seeing it and I I think the reason why I, I typically don't, and I think that they all know this about me. Like I typically don't, you know, make videos about when that, cause I always feel like I'm in a way, try, like I don't want to ever be perceived as like trying to monetize like the death of someone. Like, so I've always tried right. to avoid putting it into titles and putting it into stuff like that. You know, I'll mention it obviously when it happens and obviously people in the chat mention it too. And I think that's worth Cause you know, obviously they, you know, all people deserve our, our prayers especially, but yeah, you're correct. I, I didn't hear a lot about, uh, that one when, when it happened. And, um, I, I think, and I'm sad to say, based on everything you've just said, I'm sad to say that there's really only a couple of films that I think I, I really have ever seen him in. So I probably haven't seen him in, in some of his most classic roles. When when he was in Ridley Scott's Robin Hood, which I went to see because of Russell Crowe, William Hurt was the best thing in the whole movie, and he wasn't a major character. He was playing uh, a, a real character. Oh, gosh. William... Ugh. I don't know. This is Marshall okay. William Marshall. I was going to say William the Conqueror. I'm like, I know that's yeah, not correct, yeah. but that's the only historical <laughs> William that I'm aware of. Uh, yeah, William William Marshall, who is considered the greatest knight, and I think he served under like five kings. Mm-hmm. Uh, very noble. And when William Hurt popped up, I was like, Oh my God, that's William Hurt in this. But yeah, I just want to. I, I don't know why it hit me so hard. And Stephanie said he didn't take any medications to cut his pain at the end Mm. and i but yeah i don't cry over celebrities but i was like Mm. that hit me because me and my mom sat through so many of his movies and we just we just enjoyed him oh one of his best roles he won the oscar for it kiss of the spider woman he played a gay man who had been thrown into prison for being gay and uh his cell he ends up getting a, a companion who was a political prisoner who was played by Raul Julia. Oh my and goodness, Raul Julia. Oh my goodness. Raul Julia. And that's the movie when everybody talks about Raul Julia and the Adams family, I'm always like, kiss the spider woman. 
That's what I mumble under my breath. And they were both wonderful in it. And William Hurt deserved his Oscar. And that's probably one of those they'd be like, well, he wasn't gay. So why would he be able to play again? Well, he played it beautifully. And that's where Sir, I mentioned this in my recent video, right? Sir Ian McKellen would come in and just say, um, okay, shut up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, acting is pretending. It's never pretending. seen if you've never seen this clip from extras, I highly recommend it. It's beautiful. Well, it was it was beautiful. So uh but anyway, yeah, I'm sorry. That's my my intro. I just wanted to pay my respects to Absolutely. those three and especially to Alan Ladd Jr. We have Star Wars to, you know to thank him for and mm-hmm. William Hurt. So there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, because uh, the other two names, especially William Hurt, was the only one that that I knew really much, much anything about. Um, and again, as I said, I'm sad to say that I don't know much about his filmography. I, I want to say he was in. Was he in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy? I know Gary Oldman is. Yeah, I I don't know why that's the film that's coming up in my head. Maybe he wasn't, but there's like one film where he like it's popping into my head, and I just remember it not being like a it, it, like the film wasn't good. It wasn't that he was bad. It was just the film wasn't good. Right, right. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I'll have to I'll, I'll I'll look that at another point. But anyway, Tina, thank you. Empress of the welcome. Universe for, for being here. And we are, of course, also joined by the modern major general of the channel, Laura Shorty Story. What's going on, Shorty? Hi. Happy Saturday. Hi. 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 Uh, not much going on here. The gardener but, has come and gone? Yes. Yes. Ah, he comes yes. Uh, various times. So it's like a sneak attack. You never know. He's I feel like we've really matched up. You know, it's one of those weird things where I think it, we're, we're on the same. No, I'm not going to make that joke. It's, it's not appropriate. But anyway, I feel like that we're synced. <laughs> I feel like we're synced up. No, Let me I just really put it that way. I think that we're synced say. up because I want to say the last time we had a chosen stream, he was also there. <laughs> yeah, it's um, hopefully, you know, when you said you were going to be late, of course, the gardener was late. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> even more. We're, we're, we're just in sync. What's going on? So the dogs are all coming here and peeking at me. They're like, why are you sitting in there by yourself? I think you need some company. So basically, if anyone wants to know when the next Chosen stream is, when it, whenever he shows up. Whenever he shows up. <laughs> Unfortunately, the, the, the gardener is an every Saturday type of occurrence. So ah, okay. Gotcha. There is no sleeping in in this house. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. So wait, and every Saturday, the garden is is like that, like plentiful in growth all all year or is it like just certain times of the year oh the yeah the yard is massive so oh, wow. it takes a lot of work two dudes we have two dudes come wow yeah. laura's laura's got a massive yard <laughs> you know what you could say that you could you can you could make you can make a giant connection there no not where you're i'm going with monty python we could say you have huge tracks of huge land tracks of land <laughs> Yeah, we just redid the back, too, so there's, like, stuff everywhere now. There's all kinds of plants and stuff growing. It needs to be trimmed and watered and taken care of. And nice. So, yeah, it wraps all the way around the back of the house, mm-hmm. too, and then the kid has a garden on the side. Um, ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, we thought about adding in, like, a little, like, actual garden to, like, maybe try and grow some some stuff. We, we've got plans, but, you know... There are always those plans where it's like, oh, man, if only we had, you know, a million dollars and we could just, you know, build. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll give you a little insight into into our into our dynamic. So our, our thought is, you know, we have a backyard. It's not 
huge it's fenced in but it's for me and for us it's like oh man enough for the dogs to run around in but also enough space to where if we wanted to and there's a good chance we might if we ever get to this point where we can uh, we want to build three tiny houses in her backyard (laughs) and uh and and part of it is actually because we think we can actually extend it back because behind our fence is like a lot of just like brush. And so and it's above a retaining wall. So that'd be like the only question is like how far back can we go because of the retaining wall? Um, because really we're on like a hill. But uh, we yeah, it was like three tiny houses, like one to actually be like a legit studio for me. So like just completely made like and designed as a studio, not just as a random room where I could actually be <laughs> so me and Matt were talking uh, beforehand about how I have nothing obviously behind me. And it's, it's kind of a joke. And by the way, uh, bad on me for for not this oh, is the lights are this the best say this shows you uh, how far behind I was. Let's go ahead and set that mood. There we go. Uh, for that Lent purple. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So even with the Lent purple, still a barren wall behind me. Um, But if I had this little tiny house, you know, I could actually like design it so that it would be a great place to like, you know, set things up in a specific way and have the Blu-ray shelf and posters and all that kind of stuff, you know, and, and no Andrew Hoyle. I know that you're either colorblind or that (laughs) your monitor isn't set correctly, but it is, it is purple. However, tomorrow is Latari Sunday, which is the midway point through land. And so rose, not pink. Rose. Exactly. Matt knows. Uh, Rose is the color of vestments tomorrow. But what's interesting is that it's only on that Sunday. It's not on the other days of the week, which is interesting to me. But I think Andrew should get his eyes checked, maybe. What was that? (laughs) Andrew might need to get his eyes checked. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I think Andrew absolutely needs to get his eyes checked. But uh, anyway, uh, uh, so Laura, anything else that you wanted to add in this intro section? Oh, no, I'm all good here. Thank you, though. Okay. Awesome. Very, very cool. So for all those that have been joining in while we've been introducing everybody, uh, please make sure you smash the like button, lap the fire button on Odyssey. Boom. Eagle Rider Rosetta Allen, uh, our authority on colors as she is an artist. Can't can't fight with an artist. All right. This is a fact. She says it's purple. Boom. There it is. So anyway, thank you all for being here. So smash the like button, light up the fire button, and let us go ahead and say hello to some people in the chat before we go around, seeing what everyone's been uh, watching, consuming, or just things that people in the Don't like that word, though, but yeah. What was that? I'll just uh, don't like that word, consume. Consume. Oh, Uh, yeah. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Like like an insect. Ah, yes. But But I like like what you say, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what? the it's it's this is not going to make any sense. It's the royal co- consume, you know. It's it's not the uh, down in the dirt consume, right? Where, where you're the insect, you know, eating the dirt and pooping the dirt, right? Or or like that terrible film uh, on Disney Plus that I I just I can't believe that I actually watched. Um, uh, but it's, it's based off of a, a Artemis Fowl, where the guy literally eats dirt with his giant he, he detaches his jaw so for those that have never seen it before oh, this character he detaches his jaw and and then he's able to oh. eat dirt like 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 an animal and but but the dirt has to go oh, somewhere so it, it, he he poops it out and this is not look. earthworm jim right <laughs> no this is <laughs> if, only, uh, if, if only if only if we're an earthworm jim wait what was that matt i was saying now that you can adequately call consuming Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. But literally, yep, 
comes comes right out of it uh but yes i think that i fall into that consumption sometimes but yes uh things that we have been watching and enjoying things that we've been experiencing how about that's a better word experience experiencing gladly experience you know i want to know what drugs uh brandow and crew were whatever (laughs) when they because i've only seen reviews of that movie and Somebody said, are, do they, are they blackmailing Judy Dench? She did Cats, and then she did Artemis Fowl. It's mm-hmm. a good question. It actually is a good question. Top, top of the morning. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. And then all I can think of, obviously, the Judy Dench as a cat. There's just so many disturbing sequences of her in that. <laughs> Like this one where her her leg just is, you know, it's like, (laughs) it's not her leg. Uh, And then the ending of Cats is just so cringe because literally it's Cats singing about being cats. All I know is that uh, apparently Judy Dench's role was originally a a male role. Yes. 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 So they kind of changed that up because apparently he's a, like a positive figure to the main character. Yeah. Which I've never seen. Yeah. Or watch cats in a form. So, but just hearing that, I was like, "Yeah, that makes mm. sense." Didn't want to have the positive role. I know Brian Blessed played him apparently on stage at one point. <sighs> see, I don't like the music to Cats, but I would, I would go see Brian Blessed in Cats, yes. <laughs> just so that I could ask him afterwards when I stage door because that's just what I do. Because let's just let's just be honest, and I can again thank Laura. Uh, for for sending this still to me, and I really wish there was a place for me to put it. But you know, a little hawk 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 man from, uh, from uh, oh my goodness, this is my brain. Um, oh, Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon. Thank you very much. But anyway, uh, just so that I could have him on camera holding his action figure, saying dive. <laughs> yes. Or at the very least, Gordon's alive. Oh, that's all- <laughs> it's funny because every person i think that would come up to him would ask him for something different right so like some would go the star wars route right Uh, by the way that was very that was a good impersonation you just did thank you that was (laughs) the only thing i can do from that one is (laughs) (laughs) wait a minute that was brian blessed that was brian blessed yeah See, I've kind of shoved that movie out of my mind. Rewatch it's... it. No. Just... no. Okay. Okay. No. okay. I love them. I love it for all the right reasons. I know. Exactly. Right. You got to love it for the memes. You got to love yes. it for. This is pod racing. Let's now, try oh, spinning. Yeah. That, that might work. No, you got to be like. Spinning. Now... That's a great trick. <laughs> now this is pod <laughs> racing. You got to do it with like the attitude or it's working. It's working. Um. And this is my, once again, reminder, every time I talk about the prequels, I have to shout it out. And Laura, did you ever watch this? I know I've recommended it to you, but Annie, the musical, A-N-I, the musical about Anakin Skywalker? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, I watched uh, most of it. Most of yeah. it. I just, I love it because it, it, it's making fun of a lot of these different elements. And there is just this great sequence where basically... It's non-canon, obviously, but again, what is canon in Star Wars these days? Um, and it's just, it's more, to me, it's more canon than anything else because at least it has Mara Jade in it. Um, now Amen. it's, you know, 
it's a different type of Marjade, but I still, I still, but there's a part where he basically goes back as Darth Vader to Tatooine and enters into the Boonta Eve so that he can re-pod race. <laughs> and so there's a training sequence and they're doing all of the old things. And so at one point it's just, you know, this really big guy, very large guy who's playing Darth Vader. Uh, and he's like, it's working. And it's just now, now in my head, that's, that's all I can see. But you know, you watch it for the right, again, as Matt said, for the right reasons, the right parts, but can we at least compromise Tina? Could you at least watch a Brian blessed clip compilation that includes his star Wars scenes. Oh yeah. That was, there work. we go. And there when, go. when Sam Jones was on drinker stream, I know Brian blessed is going to be at this convention in Wales with a whole bunch of other people. Mm-hmm. And Sam Jones said, be sure to ask him about when he went up Mount Rushmore. No, not Mount Rushmore. I'm sorry. The one over in Nepal. Oh my gosh. It's too early. Uh, Mount the Fuga, mountain, in, no. the one that the one is like if you climb to the peak of it, you have made it. Everest, Everest, James, Brian Blessed climbed. He really climbed. He climbed Everest. Yes, but he did make wow. it to the top because uh, his Weather. bearers or the assistants or the people he were with were like, uh, "We're tired. We want to go back down." Yeah, so you, you get to that point. Like for me, I'd be like, if I got to that point where I'm like that, unless there is an actual, like there's a really bad storm or it's like really dangerous conditions. And the guides are like, we can't go up there. I'm going to go up there because it's like, it oh, can okay. be done, but apparently it's yeah, both trading and money. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah. Sam Jones said, yeah, if you get to talk to Brian Blessed, don't ask him about, you know, you can, but he said, if you ask him about climbing Mount Everest, he really jumps into it because it was a great experience. Oh. Oh, okay. I thought he said like, he goes off on a rant about how. His no. Didn't let him no. <laughs> <laughs> Cause that'd be even, that'd be even better. <laughs> just, just to hear him go like, oh, my friends. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, by the way, Andrew Hoyle th- th- reminded me, you just, okay. You just put it into my head, Andrew. He was like, oh, accents. Now I'm out. Um, hello there. Hello there, governor. How's it going there, governor? Is this a terrible enough accent for you, governor? That's which my one? Andrew. Which one was the? Which that, one was the one that sent him off? Uh, I just he's from the UK, so any I think right. any accent okay, sets then. him off. A- any accent sets him off. He's just being he's just being Andrew. Um, and and I would have so I think he is signed up for next month. So I think we'll we'll finally have him back on stream next month because I got the notification that he became a patron, but then it's just it's not been showing up in the actual. uh, (laughs) There he is. He's like, and I'm gone. Uh, (laughs) We like to we like to have fun with Andrew. We like to have fun with Andrew. (laughs) We like to have fun with Andrew. Maybe Uh, he found twenty dollars on the couch or something. Maybe, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or shingles or whatever he has over there Tenses uh, or... knowing andrew maybe it, maybe it, maybe it would be singles you know you never know by the way who's got the squeaky toy oh Sweet. I, I heard, heard that squeak, i heard a squeaky toy do you got a puppy i do okay always. puppies are always welcome here puppies are always i have no welcome puppies here. Whoop. okay <laughs> <laughs> or is that a squeaky puppies. chair okay if it's a squeaky mm-hmm. chair then i'm just disappointed because i i thought i heard a dog squeaking a toy it was a chicken it's not picking up <gasps> oh it was a chicken it was a squeaky mm-hmm. chicken 
Squeaky, squeaky chicken. All right, let's say hello to some people in the chat. We got, of course, Rosetta Allen. Can shout out to Rosetta. Hope you feel better. Um, also, uh, I, I think that she had mentioned it in the um, in the in the chat. So she wanted to rant about it. So I figured that I I, I won't be able to rant about it, but I I want to bring it just to people's attention so that way you can look into it um, and maybe send a complaint or something uh, or share the story if it's available. But this was what she said in the private chat says, you guys know what is going on with the Gateway Hotel in Rapid City. They made national news trying to violate native civil rights, claiming they have a right to ban us racially. They literally said, you can't tell a good Indian from a bad one. Wow. Yes. Damn. So that was, I think that's worth ranting on uh, no matter who you are. But for those that don't know, Rosetta is native. And so, uh, I, again, uh, I, I'm sorry that you don't have a voice today to be able to rant on that. But I, I, just, I just wanted to share that with people. So uh, look it up. It's called the Gateway Hotel in Rapid City. And uh, give them peace of your mind, people. Because uh, that's never okay. Ever. Mm. Ever, ever, ever. Uh, let's see. The R says, not on time, that nerd effect. Yes, that nerdrotic effect, we could, <laughs> we could say. At least I try to, I try to keep up to, up to date with you know, people up to A date. A wizard. A wizard. A wizard is never... Oh, I don't have the exact line. I'm, Matt, do you oh have the goodness. exact line? Uh, to, I don't have it down to a... Down to the letter. I just... Uh, Okay, yeah. No, a wizard no, is neither late nor early. It's a, it's a nodding. <laughs> yeah, but he precise precisely when he means to. That's that's what I know. Uh, and there, of course, is is Tina making fun of me early on afternoon. Sorry for the late start, but we made it. Yes, we did. Yes, indeed, we did. Uh, of course, we got Matthew One Seven hanging out in the chat. What's going on, Matt? Hanging out in that chat. I'm there too. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Chats. Oh, the chats are always great, and we got some great people in the chat today. Uh, we also- Hi, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> We got Laura in the chat as well, hanging out. We got Zacharat315, hail to you. Uh, let us see. Snortapoop is Cuber. What's going on? I always just love his, how are humans and other quitters? How are they going? Uh, let's see. <laughs> yes, Laura. I, 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 I whacked the weeds as best I could. I did. I did indeed. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Tina B, is that coffee? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Haven't hit the wine. Haven't hit the wine yet. Oh. That's 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 later. Uh, Harvey Weinstein, what's going on? Rob D, back in the chat as well. Hail to you. Snorpipus Cuber, going back to Tina's comments. uh, Nobody told a bear about the test stream. You're ready to post the link. Oh, okay. I'm excited. By the way, Tina, make sure you uh, let me know when the next one's happening. We we never. Yes, last night was very impromptu. It was yeah. just like one, well, share share the share the link. I'm gonna do it. So yeah, yeah, we'll just we just jump on, just look and see. But it'll be in the evenings, like when she gets off. It, who's whose channel have y'all decided to host on, or is it a separate channel for y'all? We're right now we're testing off my channel, but of course Steph has her own, so we're kind of thinking we might go back and forth. But okay. we're also trying to set up um, a way where we can stream directly to YouTube, like Streamyards or something like that. So that's why okay. we're doing that's why we're doing these test streams. Okay, so what what did y'all use for your first stream? 
okay, we started out with <laughs> Melon, which is a beautiful, it's a beautiful platform. Oh, yeah. And we just... think, well, every time we tried to stream, everyone was saying, okay, we see your screen, but we can't hear you. Yeah. So then we just went direct into YouTube, but of course we didn't have our pictures up or anything, mm -hmm. and I had my camera covered, so yeah. you just kind of see this <laughs> gray screen, but you can hear our voices. So. Yeah, uh, I tr Melon was one of the ones I was playing around with with the chosen streams, and I remember that was the one we had a lot of issues with uh, okay. because of like connections and stuff. And yeah, I agree. Melon has it's there's so many great things going on for it. It's just the infrastructure I don't think is there. So it just it's yeah I, I had some issues with it and uh, I'm I've been happy with with restream uh, their free option I think offers uh, offers a lot a lot of people of course use uh, Streamyard Streamyard right. also their free version offers a lot and then of course if you wanted to I could always you know teach you the ways of OBS and and <laughs> drive you crazy with I, I, I don't we don't need any more craziness it's <laughs> like we just want to plug and play or yes. something yes. so but uh, yeah I got. In touch with melon support and i did everything that they told me to but uh i think g monkey and nathan were the first ones in the chat and they were like no we can't hear anything so mm -hmm. i was like okay going direct into youtube so we'll we'll keep fooling around with it nice and uh thank you to uh laura posting tina's channel in the chat Thanks. and thank also you. uh thank you tina for posting the link i'll i'll, I'll um let me open that up so i can Subscribe book, so I can bookmark that. Oh, I shouldn't have done click that. The bell. Yeah, yeah. Click the bell. I was telling somebody last night. Yeah, click click the bell. And uh, I mean, we're just it's it's a lot of crazy talk. There's nothing really like we're sticking to any subject because it's yeah. a test, you know. So this is nothing but a test. It's a test. It's a test. Uh, we do have someone watching over on D Live. Uh, Feel it, Hobbit Allen. Thank you for the ice cream donation. I appreciate that very much. Someone I haven't seen in forever. CF Productions. What's going on, CF Productions? Welcome back to the channel, man. Glad to have you here. Uh, Andrew Hoyle. He was here at one point. I think I scared him away with my terrible accent, but. Hey, that that that's that that's okay. Uh, <laughs> he's also been calling me Mister Hansy because there's an image that was I think it was shown after oh, uh, I left Friday Night Tights, and uh, yeah, not my favorite. There's a really cool one though uh, that's based in a western. I don't know if they showed that one, um, hmm. but there's a, a western like wild and nerdy one, and that one is phenomenal. It is fantastic. They made me into a preacher. Um, and it's, uh, it's pretty great. Uh, by the way, uh, prayers to, uh, Rosetta Eagle Rider, uh, to her, uh, father, uh, praying for her health and for, uh, cause obviously for her health, cause I think she's also still dealing with the lake. Um, so also praying for, for her dad as well. Uh, Luca, what's going on? My Catholic brother. How's it going? Good, sir. We also got Rosie G12. What's going on, Rosie? How's it going? Thank you for being here. Segev Segal is in the chat as well. Um, let us see. Bryant Barth also here. And let me try and see if I can get some last shout-outs. Fuzz Aldrin here. Go What's going on, man? Geek True 64 Gary, Banjo, Sandwich, Worthington. Always a fun name to say. Um, Luca was calling me out for not having the purple. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I fixed it. Don't worry. Uh, let's see who else, who else joined into the chat? 
Let's see. Gary had said, I'm in love with the new Apple TV series, Panchinko in Korean and Japanese. Oh, interesting. It's in both languages. I do still have a free trial, so I might have to check that out. Interesting. Typically things, I assume then it would have... I wonder, that's a question though. Is it being produced by South South Korea or by Japan? And either way, I think that you're probably safe because films, for the most part, coming from them seem to be pretty good. Uh, Luca also mentioned the point. Deuteronomy is a Christ-like figure. Um, Yeah, I will say, though, it's a very... The show is so bizarre, though, that even though we can find those those symbolic characters, it's like... uh, It's... Phaser one times, yes. Yippee! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's why you love the prequels. It's the memes. You, you love them for the memes because they're they're fun. Uh, Andrew Hoyle also mentioned Brian Blessed best role was King Richard the Fourth, uh, the Black Adder. <laughs> That's such a great show. <laughs> I still haven't I still haven't seen it, so I'll have to check, I'll have to check that out because uh, Brian Blessed's in it. Rowan Atkinson, he's only in the first season, but Rowan Atkinson okay. is just brilliant oh rowan atkins is it okay oh yeah he's he's black adder and they do Uh, several different generations of his character but he's still usually the same slimy character yeah (laughs) cold pyre in the chat as well luca uh saying for all my fellow americans in reference to supreme court confirmation hearings quid est mulier nescio non sum biologus i think that's saying oh what is woman <laughs> i was wondering where all that yeah okay i get it now oh, yeah that's fun. latin it's uh what is so what is woman and then it says i don't know i am not a biologist <laughs> <laughs> kudos to you for getting that it's a latin man uh <laughs> it's always impressive when modern stuff can be uh translated into a dead language so <laughs> that's awesome very nice. yes very well very very well done very very well done uh jacob ironside welcome to the chat as well and let's see quatrina vr in the chat and uh there we go that uh soul assassin boom there it is soul assassin in the chat uh he was one of the ones that was in uh your stream tina right i'm sorry which uh, who was i'm sorry not paying attention. I, I no, I wasn't. Was, I'm so. I wasn't. <laughs> soul, soul assassin. Yes, yes, yeah. I did thank him. Yeah. He, and, wants uh, to... he, he, he adds in one where I, I at least get the reference. Dang it, Odin, I'm a troll, not a biologist. He wants me and Steph to do an after, ra- an after show for the Ravens. And I was like, she's hey. got to work. She's got to work Monday morning, so okay. we can't be up. Well, she can't so, be up too late. So. I will say that I, I don't know if I had if I had uh, mentioned it live yet, but yes, tomorrow is the Raven Awards. So as a reminder, tomorrow is the Raven Awards, and I have it to be scheduled seven to nine. So even though we're going on at the same time, around the same time as the Oscars, we're starting beforehand, Ooh. and we're not going to go on as long as the Oscars because. We, unlike the Oscars, understand that people's time is precious and also that we don't need that extra time filled with 
speeches and, and, and nonsense. So uh, we'll give uh, we'll give you all a, a nice reprieve, though. And by the way, I don't know what happened overnight because I, I checked to see the, the number of votes for the Raven Awards, and it's up to 233 uh, okay. people voting. And it was in, like, 150, 60 range yesterday. So Friday Night Tights crew, thank you all so very much for, for that. Um, and then Rosetta wanted to add one more thing. Uh, says she also apparently owns Cheers in Rapid City in uh, Foothills Inn. Uh, Dark Money is a group basically saying to break the treaty to stop all tribal funds and force natives to stay on reservations. Ew, that's not good. That is not good. So anyway, look into uh, that story going on in Rapid City. Uh, again, if you want to stand up to um, racism and discrimination, because that is never okay as a Minnesota hockey fan enters into the uh, chat. And I wish that I had Ricky Gervais. If I, that, that's a life goal. If I could get, if I could like get up to the point one year where Ricky Gervais would like do a hosting spot or something, you know, that, that would just be, that would be the, that would be the tops as they say. Is that what they say? Tops. I don't know. The tops as they were. Accent. The tops, yes, Andrew Hoyle. The tops. I don't think he's listening anymore. I think he he shut me out. <laughs> are, they, are they kicking out homeless people again this year? Oh, I I would not be surprised. It's, I mean, they're already they're already changing their rules. You know, with uh, saying you know at first they were gonna have a mandate and then it was not a mandate. Now I think it's what you have to have a negative COVID test or. I guess only I think it's probably you only have to have uh, a negative COVID test if you are part of the elite. Um, whereas if you're one of the servants, I'm sure they'll all be masked up and, and everything. So. Well, I'll find out afterwards. I oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah. Care. yeah. And that's something too. Uh, I'll, I'll bring that back up when we get to, to Tina's section, because I, I do have a question with one of the things that she mentioned earlier. And just as I'm about to move on, massive $50 super chat coming in. Nice. Coming in hot from Vake. Thank you very much for that $50 super chat coming out of nowhere. Says here, hi, Odin. I heard last night you're watching DS9 to make viewing easier and skip the crappy episodes. I've made a list of which episodes to watch and which to skip. You'll get the entirety of the main storyline and the best of the rest. Let me know. Well, Vake, thank you. Uh, you can send that my way uh, just so that way I can see because I do plan to watch all the episodes. I'm kind of a completionist in that way because uh, even though there are likely, as you mentioned, uh, episodes where if I miss it, I'm not going to miss any like key elements. I just again, everyone's been talking about this board game episode being terrible and like that if it's all uphill from there. But now right. it's like. I need to see how bad this 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 game board episode is, because uh, so so far I haven't yeah. had any. Even any... the bad ones are still worth. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I'm a completionist as well, and even if, even watching the bad ones, I kind of want to at least know what it's about. Mm -hmm. If I, if I, at least that, uh, at least watch it once. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. To ha to have at and least an understanding. Which episode you're talking about? Exactly. Especially if someone mentions it in like a chat or something. And if it's episode, I skip. But yeah, I did go ahead and send it my way. Uh, again, social medias uh, are all in that top link in the video description. And there's always the, the, the good old fashioned email. Odin's movie blog at gmail.com. And uh, the last people to shout out before we start off with uh, with Matt uh, sharing whatever it is that he wants to talk about. I think he said he wanted to talk about some games uh, as well as as, as as potentially some some movies and television. But gaming, I think, is what he, uh, one of the focuses he wanted to have. And uh, sure. I want to shout out the Odyssey fam. So we do have the R says, hey, 
name call me that's how it was spelled and so that, that's why i said it the way that i did but he meant to say name call me uh and then doppel gamer over there it's a new name over there welcome to doppel gamer says brian blessed was great in the first season of black adder then again he's great in nearly all of his roles yeah i think that based on the experience i've had with his roles that that is a a true statement so uh with that being said starting off with with matt 317 uh what have you been as we have said as a better word not consuming what have you been experiencing oh yes well to uh, jump off to what you're saying about ds9 coincidentally i had just uh, got done watching all of ds9 myself oh. and i could easily say like i've been i've been kind of uh going through all of star trek and uh at this point i pretty much watched all from uh all of tos through into ds9 okay in its entirety and i can say that it's a uh, Definitely DS9 is one of the greatest shows out there and some of the best television I've ever watched. So, uh, yes, nice. you're in for a good show. So as someone who is a, a I, I consider myself to be a lay person in the Star Trek universe, because um, I'm starting off with DS9, uh, out of how many, how many iterations are there between original series? Is it original series and then it's next gen or is there anything in between or? Uh Technically, uh, there's an original series, and then, uh, if you want, there's also the animated series, yep. which yep. is still okay. pretty good. So that's like an in-between, technically? Yes. Okay. And then, uh, if you want, there's uh, Continues, which, even though it's a fan show, it's probably one of the best Star Trek shows ever, too. Hmm. And so fan, fan-made, not official canon, but... Right. Okay. And uh, then there's the TOS movies, which are still kind of uh, like 30 years after the original series. Which Which uh, one was that? You know, like uh, Motion Picture, Wrath of Khan. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, oh, okay. Okay. That makes, okay. Yeah. So, took me me a second. So, the show... Mm -hmm. And then you have uh, animated series, fan yeah. series, and then the movies themselves are really a series in themselves, just in film form. Yes. Okay. They revolve around the uh, original series characters. And then Next Generation, which essentially that's its own kind of iteration as well, takes place about 100 years afterward. Though uh, you do see some of the... Uh, TOS characters show up every now and then. Well, at least what bones you see, uh, McCoy in the first episode, but he's like really old mm-hmm. and, uh, because of, uh, modern medicine. And then you see, uh, Scotty come back because of a, of like a transporter accident that kept him, kept him, uh, locked in time and then showed up and, the T- you see uh, Patrick, well, not Dame, James Doohan in uh, TNG era, just as himself. But yeah, TNG is pretty much its own series as well. Mm-hmm. And then uh, DS9 is also in the same kind of era as well. So DS9 comes out like pretty much right after Next Gen, or is it sort does of? It come out, does it come out at the same time? Well, it it comes out like like one or two seasons before 
like uh, TNG the end of ends. the end of okay, okay, like it ran concurrently for a brief period. Okay, yeah, cause I know, because I know it's like a the, spinoff. Yeah, okay, because I know the first episode you would do uh, the, from again. I've only wa- started, just started watching it, but I think I remember seeing uh, Borg Picard in the first episode of Yes Yes Nine and such, Best so. of Both Worlds. Okay, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, that was the cr- crossover with that at that point. Okay, and then also uh, there was an episode of TNG where they briefly cross over. On, like they uh, meet up on DS9. Hmm. You see uh, Bashir and Data interacting with each other briefly. That's And then, like of fun. course, later on in DS9, Worf becomes a major yeah, main I mem- character. I remember people mentioning that uh, in the chat last night when I mentioned it on, on Friday Night Sites. People were like, oh, yeah, Worf and Worf and Worf. Yeah. So. Yes, which uh, that also goes into... Uh, the movie, like the TNG movies, which okay, yeah. So does DS Nine pass? Does the, <laughs> well, it's the, it's the rule of the odd film, right? The odd number of films are the good ones. Not with TNG based. Oh, <laughs> oh okay, okay, not okay. Bad, but yeah, well, they're bad, but also out of character. Oh, uh, okay. Yes, yes. Okay, so so DS so so for the films, they're not the the TNG films, not that good, out of character. No. And then, is there any DS9 stuff in those films? No. Okay. Well, I guess the Defiant. Yeah. Which is like the, uh, the attack ship that... Okay. Like, it's a small attack ship that was originally created to fight the Borg, mm. which becomes, like, the main ship used in the series. Okay. Kind of like a uh, like their own Millennium Falcon, in a way. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's briefly in First Contact, but... Worf nice. uh, immediately essentially fouls it up and <laughs> prepared to ra- ram it into the board cube. Prepare ship for ramming speed. <laughs> he says yeah. rapid speed? Ramming speed. Ramming speed. Oh, ramming so ramming like Ben Hur. He was ready to uh, <laughs> sacrifice himself, the crew, and his ship until the uh, uh, generation. Uh, first contact has a lot of problems, too. So, mm. yeah. Though, uh, really, the only reason Worf shows up in DS9 is because, ah, uh, spoiler, the uh, this Enterprise D. Is this for a uh, spoiler for uh, TNG? Not really. Like, it's, uh, this is from Generations. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Which uh, was the first of the TNG movies. Okay. Which was court, sort of a. Uh, I don't care as much about TNG, spoilers from half TOS <laughs> from movie. Okay. Gotcha. Where you know it's the one where Kirk and Picard are together, which uh, they did Kirk dirty. Yes, they that did. Movie. Yes, they did. Don't uh, keep it. Though I think they corrected Shatner himself corrected the record with uh, a book he made. I'll have to read that. Hmm. But yeah, the record that's you say. As, uh, Is it I've more so? It, is it more of like correcting the record, like just like he made a commentary on it, or no, more like Kirk comes back and like I guess he gets a gives him a better send off than having a very weak fight and death at the end of the movie. Okay, I gotcha. Nice. So DS Nine, uh, 
out of this out of those series, DS Nine is considered by many to be one of the better ones. Oh yes, yeah. Okay. So, uh, as far as everything else goes, like I've watched isolated episodes of Voyager and Enterprise, and well, I liked what I saw. It was uh, kind of hoping uh, probably get. Well, I was getting to those eventually, but yeah, at most are it's pretty ranges from bad to pretty good, but <laughs> it's it's so it's all it's just all oh, over the place. <laughs> yeah, though on the whole, it's okay. Okay. The only problem is it's seven seasons of okay. Oh, uh, yeah, so. Uh, that's a little too much. So you know, you can have okay for so long. I feel. Um, which one of those is the one that features the uh, the female who is a former part of the Borg? Oh, seven of nine. That's a Voyager. That's Voyager. Voyager. Okay, gotcha. Because that's one that my wife really likes because she loved that character because she grew up. Uh, her dad was very big into Trek, and so she grew up loving Trek. So she's she's kind of like it's funny. She grew up loving Trek, and then I grew up loving Star Wars, and so we we kind of have both of those covered. Um, so when she found out I was watching DS Nine, it was funny because she I think had just heard the music, uh, and so like I come upstairs and she's like, "Are you watching DS Nine?" And I'm like, um, <laughs> "Yes." And and she's like, oh okay, uh, and then one day and one day I, she I, she was like, hey, I watch it I watch an episode of DS Nine with you. I'm like, okay, okay. So she's a big fan, uh, but she likes Voyager because she loved that that character specifically. Oh yeah, so. yeah. Like it still has some good parts to it. Yeah, so I just think I'll take a break from mm-hmm. Star Trek. <laughs> Lately, I've been watching break. classic yeah. Doctor Who. Oh, going into Doctor Who, yeah, <laughs> yes. Starting from the very beginning. Oh my goodness! Beginning, beginning, or new beginning? Beginning, beginning. That's a difficult one. I tried doing that, and then all I and then I I quickly found out. Oh yeah, there's episodes missing, and yes. there's like you have to go and find it. And I was at that point, I was like, okay, I just uh, I'll guess I'll go and start with the uh, like the newer stuff. Um, so before going into uh, uh, the uh, Doctor Who talk. Uh, oh, Vake sent another twenty dollars super chat. So Vake, thank you so much, man. And I got your email. Appreciate it. Uh, and he says uh, very importantly, he says my list, which I'll send you, is actually the best of the original series, next gen, and DS Nine shows and movies. Is what I give to any friends interested in Trek. So that I'm actually interested in because I, I think I'm going to watch all of DS Nine because I mentioned the reason why I'm watching is because. Uh, I'm working with uh, Ryan Grant and Anthony Stein, who are two Catholic commentators uh, mm. who are both big Trek fans, too. And so we're going to be talking and, and breaking down the different seasons of DS9. Um, but for those other ones, which I, you know, there's a lot of stuff there. And obviously, from what from what Matt has been saying, there's some stuff that's really not that good. That actually is going to be very useful to to look at, to to be able to to break down, especially for the movies, as as what was being told about uh, at least the the TNG films. So, yeah, <laughs> Glenn's are just Glenn's are just get dropped a super chat. Yeah, I saw that said, too. Yeah, two six four three one five. He's absolutely right. As far as uh, yes, the original okay. movies, you got Rathacon, which is epic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Undiscovered Country, which I haven't seen, but I've heard is quite good. Number four, is I had never Cole. heard of that one until last night. That's the oh, one yes. with Christopher Plummer, I think. Oh, okay. 
Uh, number four, Voyage Home. That's the one with the whales. Three is uh, Search for Spock. Yep. That's the one with Christopher Lloyd. Number one is Star Trek The Motion Picture, which I still have major issues with. Even seeing like that one. It's we fell asleep at the theater. Yeah, it's slow. In yeah. the beginning, it tries to be two thousand one. Yeah, it, it yeah. was it in the beginning because that's when I was like, um, we I think I did a live stream. I can't remember if, if I do. Y'all remember if I did a a Good Morning Asgard movie stream or a movie stream of that film? I don't remember oh, it. I, I don't remember. I would remember okay. that one. Yeah, because <laughs> I feel like I was watching it with some. Or maybe I did it where I was watching through the Discord, and I think some people were watching it with me. That may have been what it was. Oh, because um, I remember being like. Okay, how long is this ship being revealed? <laughs> I was yes. like, well, and that, and that's actually, model, that is a great <laughs> moment, though, because Kirk loves the Enterprise and mm-hmm. Scotty really loves the Enterprise. And to see them sharing that those exterior shots, it's like, yeah, when we first saw that at the movies, we were tearing up because it's like, this this is a beautiful moment. Them going through V'ger, that's when they're about. <sighs> Yeah, we also helps uh, after having watched all of TOS. I actually found myself liking Ocean Picture a lot more with that in mind. Oh, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then number five is well, that's the one with Uh, Spock's uh, uh, brother and Uhura, Uhura does a. Fan dance, fan dance, oh, and, no. and it's so bad. You know, I love it. so bad. But the, I like it the same way I like the prequels. <laughs> yeah, for the laughs, for the lulls. Yeah. yeah, some genuinely great moments mixed in with laughably bad parts that I just love out of irony. <laughs> Those yeah. are sometimes the best moments, though. Yes, <laughs> as we think? talked about with the prequels. But right? it's got me with Starship. Jim, you don't ask the Almighty for his ID. <laughs> I must have the ship to bring my wisdom to the cosmos. That's quite all, good. I love it. Oh I my god! I haven't even seen it, but I'm like, oh, that sounds <laughs> fantastic. Like, yes. just as far as like a, a scene that I would watch where I'd be like, oh, he he just said it. He just said that, and he just said it. Excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> you did not answer. You did not answer his question. What does God need with a starship? What does God need with a starship? Which, uh, oh, I saw that. I kept seeing that in the chat last night. I kept seeing yes. that in the chat. Yeah, I kept wondering. I was like, "What is this talking about?" Okay, and that makes more sense now. I like context. You all know oh, context yeah. is very important. Even the bad stuff is still worth watching for context. Okay, nice. So you were going to also uh, talk about, uh, were you going to talk about watching the uh, Doctor Who, or were you just mentioning that that's the next thing that you were going to get in? Oh, yeah, briefly. Don't have too much to say about classic Doctor Who, though I, the stuff I've watched so far with William Hartnell, the, most of it's been pretty good, actually, mm-hmm. including, uh, essentially, they, I like, like a, giving you the context, I had watched a good amount of the new series up to a point, but I just didn't get around to watching the rest. And so I decided, okay, I've already watched a good amount of the new stuff. I want to go to the very beginning. And mm-hmm. that's, uh, yeah, essentially classic who is like in like 30 minute episodes. 
in like stories, story arcs that are like four to six episode arcs. And uh, essentially that's how it was back in the day. Mm. And uh, even though like uh, it's a very cheap TV budget with a very, uh, with like cheap sets and costumes, Mm -hmm. it was still some very intelligent writing. Oh, I yeah. found. And, also, uh, William Hartnell. Does yes, he's a great, great actor, too. Yeah. I liked his stuff. And uh, especially at the end of one particular serial in season two, The Invasion of the Daleks, like the ending to that one, that put a, even for a show in 1964, that aired in 1964, put a big lump in my throat because, uh, certain character has to part ways and, Mm. and just, uh, watching the rest of the show up to that point and mixed in with Hartnell's acting and delivery, just, uh, made it all the more worth it. Mm. And so, yeah, that's how I've been enjoying classic Doctor Who so far. Yeah, because I've seen the first, I think, first couple of episodes of the original, because as I said, it's so hard to actually watch every single thing from the very beginning, which is why, like, eventually I got to a point where I couldn't find the episodes that were in order, and that bothered me. So I ended up saying, okay, I I talked to a lot of people who were hardcore Who fans, and this is obviously before Who really went downhill. I think this is Mm -hmm. when still... Uh, this would would have been when Matt Smith was was still the doctor, so a lot of people yes. were still were still fans. Um, and they were like, you can just actually start with with Eccleston, and it's kind of like restarting over. Like it's not like, hey, you know, they weren't saying skip all the other stuff or that the other doctors weren't good, but they were like, as a good starting point, if you're looking to get into it, this is actually a really good starting point since oh, sure. if, if if your goal is to watch all of the originals all the way through and and you know get up to that point, you're gonna have a lot of frustrations. As <laughs> okay, I was like, all yeah. right, I can jump into this new, and then hopefully over time I can get to uh, the opening the originals. Yeah. Yeah, arc with the cavemen mm. sort of sets the set the stage and introduces the characters, but it was kind of an okay one. It wasn't until when we first see the like immediately after that arc is the arc where we first see the Daleks, and that's where mm. it really gets into gear. Okay, nice. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I, 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 I again, but. The ones that I had seen from the originals, it was really Hartnell's acting that got me because it was such a different uh, style. You know, it, it's it's amazing how, and that's something that I feel like Modern Who. Every time I, I hear someone talk about Modern Who, I feel like it's what's lost is that there were this such such these unique styles and, and representations of the Doctor and and uh, like the different missions and the companions and. It was interesting because of those dynamics, and now that they've become so much more heavily focused on trying to do like identity politics and and other things, it just it makes you lose yeah. part of the magic, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. As far as, but that's as far as Doctor Who goes. Yeah. Is there anything else that I don't want to keep talking about myself? But yeah, no. Is there anything else that you were like, I I want to talk about this? Uh, just, uh, as far as, uh, stuff I've been watching, mm-hmm. though, uh, briefly I want to go to the games. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, man. 
I'm sure there's some people who are like, yes, finally, because I don't play enough games. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've been doing a lot of uh, nothing too modern, but I've mostly been re uh, kind of rediscovering other series that I'd played in the past, but wanted to brush up again on. Like I had on my stream, I just watched all of, well, not watched, but played all of the Half-Life games. Okay. On I PC. Think I think I've played one of those. It was like, isn't isn't Half-Life 2 multiplayer? Uh, I guess I've never played Half-Life 2 multiplayer. I've only played a but, single player. But it has a multiplayer. Is Yes. Oh, okay, okay. That's what I've played. I played Half-Life 2 multiplayer in college. That's the, that's my only experience with Half-Life. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, essentially, I've, over the year, I've watched... Well, not watched, I've played all of... Uh, Star, and I'll start to Half-Life from the very beginning. Mm. And uh, concluded Half-Life 2 Episode 2, which, uh, again, another gut punch of a ending that mm. still hasn't been followed up on 15 years. I just assume that everything turned out well in the end. Oh, it's one of those endings where you're like, yes. Yeah. I see soul assassin. People make a ha- people make half-life three, a joke and a meme, but replaying it, it's easy to remember. At so at one point people actually really, we're looking forward to seeing how the story c- concluded. Mm-hmm. And, but nah, it doesn't, might not be the case, but who knows? Mm-hmm. I just, again, I just assume that things turned out well. No. Okay. So it's so half like, again, I've only ever played that multiplayer. So half life is, is a, it's a narrative based game. Um, and, mm-hmm. and it like builds up on each other. So were there just those, so is half-life one i guess and then you said there's half-life two but then you said there's like an episode two part oh yeah there were essentially expansions to half-life one okay and then half-life two had expansion episodes that released uh, like a, a year or two after the original game mm-hmm. and essentially Half-Life 2, Episode 2, was the uh, last one. There was supposed to be an Episode 3, but that sort of wound up in in uh, production hell for quite mm. so- for years. And that's so- sort of why now it's become like a meme and a joke. So do you think that there ever will be one? Probably not. Mm. They've been preoccupied doing other stuff. Okay. Essentially, no. What's the company that owns it? Valve. Okay. Hmm. See, what else have that, they been? What else have what, they been working on? Like, what's there been their main project that they've not worked on? With Steam. Half-Life? Like oh, Steam oh, itself. Oh, so oh, okay, okay, gotcha. So literally, the provider of Steam. Okay, gotcha. Dang. Yes, it's their platform. Wow. Okay. I feel like. Based on again, I, I don't know the games, but I feel that Half Life is very popular. There's a very, a very passionate, strong fan base with it. So that's odd that they would not actually try and you know take advantage of that. Hmm. Oh, Glinzer, that's a nice one. 
Uh, he says, so for a $2 super chat, he says, I think Hollywood hit its half-life years ago. Oh, that is, yes. So let me highlight that. So we're, uh, be- Beautiful Glinzer. Yes, 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 yes. I think that, I think that it's going to deteriorate and, uh, and it's starting to now eat itself uh, <laughs> like the uh, elephant's foot in the basement of Chernobyl. Oh goodness! <laughs> oh, it's time! It's time to run for cover. It's time to run for cover. If you're still in Hollywood or still have any faith or <laughs> trust in the Hollywood system, um, so, so other games that you've been uh, playing oh, and uh, yes, I was gonna uh, briefly be- mention one other thing and then yeah. Another thing that relates to uh, recent television. Mm. Uh, as I said, I was before the stream. I was replaying Star Wars: Night of the Old Republic two with the uh, cut content mod, hmm. which uh, essentially uh, Night of the Old Republic two of the greatest games ever. And on the side, I've been reading a whole bunch of. Star old Star Wars comics and novels, which that's the thing about Disney mm-hmm. Star Wars is that I've accepted that it's long dead, but there's still a lot of really great Star Wars media that I could jump back to and just fall in love with it all over again. Oh yes, I mean I back those novels. I, I need to like uh, the summer is going to be filled with watching. <sighs> My again, this is the goal of the summer. We all know how my goals tend to go, but uh, the goal of my summer is to read a lot. So I have a lot of like religion, theological books to read, but then also to start diving further into uh, these Star Wars EU novels as well. Because I mean, yeah, this is a set of like nine, and then apparently there was a tenth uh, tenth book too, and everything. And yeah, as Rosie G twelve just mentioned too, physical media so very very Amen. important for sure, um, and. Uh, yeah, so so like what what's been some of like the the ones that you really enjoyed out of the ones you've been reading? Uh, I guess uh lately I've just been reading Star Wars related. I've been reading uh I could pull off the shelf, but uh, hey, it's a uh, essentially uh the ec- impetus to uh delve back into Kotor 2 was reading an old trade of the Night Sealed Republic comics. Okay. From uh, 2007. Hmm, okay. So it, did it run, run from 2007 to when, or was it like a single run, or how did that I'm work? not sure. That's okay. the copyright on the on the trade hmm. that I picked up at half price. Oh. And believe it or not, I've been, been a big fan of the uh, Old Republic storyline from, well, all the different story, EU storylines, but also... Old Republic was largely based on Tales of the Jedi comic from the 90s, which I had read those back in the day, like uh, trades. You remember those? Trades? Yes. I'm like, not a uh, comics Tales person. Of the Jedi. So. No, yeah, because really, I what I've learned from the EU has been mostly from... Uh, Ryan RK Outpost uh, taught me a lot early on when like especially when his channel first started like he was he did a lot of like EU stuff and giving recommendations um, Laura I know has been a great resource on a lot of the EU stuff as well 
I think Laura, weren't you the one that got me onto the uh, Thrawn, the original Thrawn trilogy? I think. Nice. Oh, sorry. I oh, sorry. Oh, I need to add her back in. I need to add her back in. Okay, there she is. Oh, hello. <laughs> hello, there she is. But weren't you the one that uh, got me onto that? I think so. I talked about yeah. her a lot when we first started. Yeah. Because I remember, like the the biggest one was the novelization of Revenge of the Sith. Which I oh. which I still need to get all the way through, but what? I, I, I know, oh. I know, I know, I have the audiobook okay. still. I have it. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. That's why I say I have. I plan. I make plans, and then they just you know. But that's that's my ADD. I, I still have stacks of films where uh, again, this is why I okay. I may I may especially to <laughs> Bruce and Rosie G twelve. They have sent me so many movies. And and I have just fallen so far behind. I, I plan to watch them all. I've just fallen so far behind. <laughs> and they're probably like, he watched Lady Hawk. <laughs> I'm say, out of all of them, I watched Lady Hawk. <laughs> Which was just a joke, actually. It was a joke. <laughs> My mom uh, loved Lady Hawk. I, I loved know. Lady Hawk, too. I knew Odin would like it, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a as far as star wars goes yeah. but jumping off from there back to television yeah which uh i'm gonna jump jump to a uh, good jumping point from the for the rest of y'all also a huge halo fan mm. one of uh at one point it used to, was one of my all-time favorite franchises and uh you know 15 years ago i would have loved the idea of a live action halo show but i couldn't be bothered to care and from the sound of it i'm glad i'm not watching it <laughs> so you have just heard about it you have not actually watched it at all <laughs> well i've watched i got some cl- scene like screenshots that it's like now that's and then watch the trailer and like, so like very, very like from afar, like w- yes. watched it from a very far distance. And I, as someone that long time Halo uh, fan and like to say I'm knowledgeable of it, but mm-hmm. yeah, I couldn't, I uh, don't think I would like this show one bit. Yeah. I'm Especially, wondering, yeah. I kind of want to watch it just as a non like, uh, non-hardcore fan of the series because I I played it v- like like I, I've played it a handful of times in my life in the multiplayer. I've never played the actual game, so I don't know much about the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder how I would react to it if it would be any different. Um, but uh, yeah, continue. I was saying, uh, just like with Gary, if that's your first uh, introduction to Halo, I just feel bad. Yeah, like uh. But you can only go up from there, right? Oh, good, at least. <laughs> so I guess it's like, it's like, you gotta look at the positive of it, right? It's like, well, it can only go up from there. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, yeah. yeah, it's like the whole... Uh, I'd have to watch in depth to fully dissect all the things that are wrong, but no, nah, I'd be wasting... I have better use of it, my time, and I'll just replay the games. <laughs> There and you go. Uh, even even the tie-in novels, which that's the thing about Halo is that the games are good, but also just like with Star Wars, there was a huge amount of like supplemental like novels and stuff that sort of gave more context and 
like added on to uh, make make the story seem a little more grand and like fuller. Mm. And that's also why people are not fans of the show either. Okay. Gotcha. Like, yeah. uh, apparently, uh, I remember on FNT, y'all were talking about how like uh, Master Chief John 117 essentially gets dressed down both up figuratively and literally mm-hmm. by some like a uh, rebel leader. And so where he has to take off his helmet, which is something that, that never happened. And so, uh, and all, all because some lady was telling about how, Oh, you're not, you're just a machine or you can't think for yourself. And I'm, that got me thinking about how, because to give you context about Halo, it's essentially like a collection of a whole bunch of sci-fi tropes, hmm. including uh, like it borrows from like Alien, Ringworld, Ender's Game, and especially RoboCop, especially with the uh, Ender's Game bit. Like, you know Ender's Game? Mm-hmm. Yes, I love. Yeah, essentially, the Spartans were kidnapped as kids and trained through the, through their lives, and then genetically altered to be like super soldiers for the for like the Earth government okay. to fight against like uh, rebel factions and their colonies. Okay, and from the beginning, like in the original book Fall of Reach, we. Uh, get to see the Spartans perspective growing up from the beginning and then going through basic growing up together, uh, living with being genetically altered. Half of them turned out good. Half of them either died or turned out sickly crippled because of it. Mm. But in the end, they uh, became like buff super soldiers that were essentially used to, uh, quell like the insurrectionists hmm. and so it was only out of good fortune because of the invasion of the covenant that they became like seen as like idolized heroes and like like heroes to the people because if they didn't show up they'd still be fighting like uh, human rebels Hmm. But the point being, before we got to the point, the uh, point where we have to berate Master Chief for being a tool of the state, we had to build him up first. Yeah, like see him as a uh, small kid who uh, grew up grew up away from his family and only knew a hand, group of handful of other kids on like a secret base and then knowing nothing but like fighting and training. Like we still saw like his perspective and the rest of his friends perspectives too, before being, having him be berated by some nobody character. Yeah. Kind of having the bill. You got to build that backstory, you know, because if, 
Uh, yeah, it sounds a little bit more like, I guess, what they're doing with Picard in a certain way, you know, with it's just like tearing down his character. Um, and even though one could argue, well, you, you go back to all the other stuff that he's done, um, for, for someone new watching it, all they see is this guy being torn down and they have, they have no, so if you're going to do that, you, you kind of need to have that, that basics. Like you need to have that foundation. You need to have what's, you know, good storytelling character yeah, development, especially yeah. since they're saying this is a whole new timeline. Okay. That doesn't connect anyway to the games. Yeah. And I, I was going to ask, cause you mentioned the novel. So what came first, the novels or the games? Well, the fall of reach was essentially a, like a tie-in promo novel that came out like a week before okay. Halo Combat Evolved. Okay. And then uh, someone was mentioning in the chat, I think it's Soul Assassin, that there's an animated film that's on YouTube, and I think it's, uh, I think it is The Fall of Reach, or it's... Yes, it's like an ad- adaptation. Okay. Gotcha. Very but cool. yeah, that, that's sort of what people liked about it. Like, uh, the games themselves were great, but also... There was a lot of supplemental stuff in between that also built on it. Mm. That gave it a lot, fleshed it out more. Okay. Kind of sounds like OG yes. Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except now, uh, apparently with a lot of the later games, they became required material. Mm. Just like Disney Star Wars. Like homework. Mm. Uh, uh, oh, so mean? like in order to understand anything from like the game you had to access the comic or the novel or whatever. Oh, ex- yeah, exactly. Ah, like, characters. Oh, you know, who's this character? Oh, you need to read this comic or uh, read this novel Cash or grab. listen to this uh, web series That's the worst. to get some background that is not told in the game at all. It reminds me of one of the worst things they ever did in, in the Star Wars novelizations or uh, in like, I think it was actually, it was yes. a comic version when they were, how did Ray, how was Ray able to, you know, beat Luke? And they, they talk about it. he slipped. So the comic shows like a panel where he's like slipping and he trips. It's like, oh, thanks. Oh, Appreciate yes. that tripped bit of information. Yeah, exactly. Jedi tripped Master. on a rock. Yeah, Jedi Master trips in iraq all right mm-hmm. yeah uh, it's like oh great thank you thanks disney appreciate appreciate oh, that yeah. background my favorite retcon was um ray like downloading information from kylo oh, oh i heard right. about that somehow i think that was an illusion yeah it was so weird and then of course in the movie itself you know the ability to literally transfer matter you know, when she, when she tra- they trans- remember when they transfer the location of the, of the lightsaber? I, I didn't watch the movie. I just know what that was happened. that in? Oh, it was in the movie. So <laughs> maybe some people didn't watch it and for good reason. So there's a part where literally like they're communicating like telepathically, essentially. And at one point, like they, one has something like behind their head and they're able to literally transfer matter so that the, the lightsaber is in his hand and then he's able to use it. And it's like, okay, that, that would be cool as a power. However, there's been no establishment of that at any point ever in this universe and it doesn't make any sense. Oh, okay. So that's how she made that knife disappear when she was getting ready to get shanked in the phone room scene. <laughs> she it did. Must she be. was like, it be must gone. Be. Be gone. <laughs> I'm Ray. Be gone. I'm Ray. Don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dead 
get that from that Gucci. You would see shit like the ornament. He has yeah. the dagger. <laughs> the dagger lights up with the Death Star wreckage to find. Oh, that whole thing. Oh, I heard about that. The key. And it's like, okay, so the writer of this at one point saw Goonies and was like, oh, that's cool. Let's do something like the Goonies when, you know, he has the little stone and it, it, you know, lines up the rocks and he's like, I'm sure this is where the treasure is. And now let's do that, but have it make no sense because the timeline doesn't make any sense as to why a knife was created to somehow match up with this wreckage but the knife was created prior to said wreckage okay i'm still it's all junk it's it junk is, it, it, it is. is junk it is don't consider it I, i'm still trying to figure out how there were so many big chunks left of the death star right Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. And, and I'm sure Palpatine probably... Well, Robot Chicken did a better version of how Palpatine survived. I'll go with Robot Chicken. <laughs> that's my canon. That's my canon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and relevance to the Halo series, uh, since Matt was talking about it, uh, shout out to uh, Sour Cream Citizen. Thank you for the $5. That's a super chat. So I saw a great meme for the Halo show, a guy holding a... Uh, sign saying, holy crap, our expectations were low, but you still managed to disappoint. I believe that. <laughs> Good one. Oh, man, oh, man. Any, anything else that you wanted to add there, Matt? Uh, not much. I just, uh, I guess there was a few other things, but I, I feel like I'm taking too much okay. time we away can... from it. I think there's at least one thing that I think we can get uh, you and you and Tina talking about because Tina, when you were talking about uh, the man connected with the uh, with Godzilla, the actor from Godzilla, Mm -hmm. uh, I saw Matt's ears were perking up and he was like, yes, yes. Like he was like, I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) I I was just sitting back where it's like, I don't really know. So we'll 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 bring that up when uh, (laughs) when we get to that, uh, when uh, when we uh, get to Tina's uh, part. But we'll go ahead. Ahead and uh, before moving to, to Laura, Laura, so prepare. Laura, prepare. Are you okay. Ready? Got my notes. Okay. Okay, cool. Before that, let's just uh let's just see if I can highlight a few chats and send some love to the chat. By the way, thank you to the chat for being here. Again, smash like, light up fire button. It really does mean a lot hanging out early on a Saturday. And also, uh, just as far as a, a programming note, as it were. Uh, no live stream tonight, obviously, with the stream that we're having today, but also because tomorrow night, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time, it's the fourth annual Wednesday Raven Awards. So uh, please uh, join us on the channel tomorrow for that. It'll sure. be better than the Oscars because it's not the Oscars, and it'll be a oh. lot shorter with no speeches. So there, there is that. Um. All right, let's see. Uh, let's see. I tried only tried one back in the '90s. Was by Dick uh, Cavett on VHS. Alas, not applicable today. I don't know what that was a reference to. Hmm. Um, Rosie, thank you for understanding about not being able to watch uh, all of the films. And uh, again, shout out to to Bruce as well. Uh, Soul Assassin had said to read Kenobi, uh, the novel. Uh. Uh, would Would you say that Kenobi is worth reading? People who've on the panel, Reddit. I don't know. I have I not, but I've. It's, it's always the EU novel that I get recommended. Of okay. course. Okay, gotcha. Definitely will have to. It's not Disney, so it counts by default. <laughs> can't, can't be worse. That's where it's like can't be worse. Then. All right. Let's see. Any other 
tag. Sorry if any comments were skipped, but as you all know, Chosen of Valhalla streams, the focus goes on the Chosen of Valhalla. Uh, there's a soul assassin just shouting him out. He mentioned that there is a Fall of Reach animated film for free on YouTube. So for anyone oh, yeah. who is interested in that, please make sure you, you go check that out. Uh, Gomer Kyle, thank you. Uh, this is his response to um, him saying that uh, Tina and Steph are prettier than I am. Um, <laughs> which I, I put a sad face to because I was like, does this, this make me, does that mean I'm, I'm ugly? Does that, does that mean? Aww. But uh, luckily, uh, there's, still, there's still some love there. You know, the Black Eyed Peas back in the day asks the question, where is the love in song form? And <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Fun, fun reference there. Force is so powerful, says Luca. And Ray Palpatine is indeed the bestest Jedi ever. Yes. That is the only logical explanation as to how they're able to literally transfer matter when that has not been established in their universe at any point, though I'm sure it was in a novel somewhere that they've done or a, a comic that they've written recently. Don't ask questions. Just just keep shoveling popcorn in and exactly. Money. That yeah. that's where the actual c- phrase consumption and consuming comes you know comes into play uh, when it comes to them. Uh, and then Gomerkai, as a member, says, "I'm just glad we got to find out." That Qui-Gon Jinn wasn't the true teacher of Kenobi, but the strong whammon. Yes, yes, indeed. All these important things. Um, and uh, <laughs> so, anyway, uh, Laura, uh, what you been watching recently, or what do you want to talk about today? Oh, hello. Um, just want to make sure everybody can hear me before I start talking. Yes, <laughs> mm-hmm. yes, we can. Loud <laughs> okay, and clear. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with my phone today. It's like in and out and dropping me in here. And uh, yeah, I've seen like the Batman like a hundred times. So. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it uh, twice in the regular, and then I finally got to see it in IMAX. And um, one of the better IMAX, you know, showings I've seen. Normally, it's just uh, I don't know, like the sounds too loud or. It's just too overwhelming, but uh, this one went really smoothly, so that's nice. Nice. So what? Uh, so what about it has you kind of captivated to uh, to watch it as many times? Yeah, I mean, I heard a lot of people had problem with the third act. Um, I don't know. I really don't like long movies, but um, it's just the vibe that the movie. More had. like the last thirty minutes. Mm. Oh, last thirty. Oh, okay, yeah. Essentially, uh, when they arrest 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 Riddler, it could have mm-hmm. ended right there, like the last scene with hit, with Batman Riddler in the cell. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and cool. then the rest with his uh, his chat room gang and the flooding the city—that just seemed overkill. Out of nowhere. Okay, and it could, like I say, it could ended. Right before that, and it would have been fine. I, uh, um, I don't. It just it, for me, it didn't bother me as much. I think that since the films come out and I've had more time to think, I think now I I have a lot more because at the for, at the time I saw it when they revealed Riddler to be this like YouTube personality, where it was like, "Hey guys, thanks for the support." <laughs> like when that whole thing happened at first, I was like, I don't know how to think about it. And now it's like, the more I thought about it, it's like, I really don't like that. I really think it does take away just a lot from the menacing 
era an aura that the character has prior to that i mean there's because it hits a creepy character and then all of a sudden that happens you're like oh okay so i don't have to care anything at all uh people say yeah i guess it's like that but i I just see serial serial killer inspired yeah because that's uh like uh i listen to some true crime stuff on the side and i was easily picking up on some like references, obviously, like Zodiac was a big, big one, and I kind of noticed how he kind of looked like Jeffrey Dahmer at the end, and oh his gang. I don't know. I kind of thought they were the Smiley Face Killers. Hmm. If you don't know, uh, Smiley Face Killers, uh, they're a dark web, like a uh, serial killer group, apparently that that attacks men and throws them over bridges and spray paints smiley faces. This is a real group that exists. No, well, they don't, it's, they may or may not exist. Some people say they do, uh, but Uh, anyway, this, I was kind of picking up on some, what Zodiac vibes did you get? I mean, was there anything specifically? Oh, just the whole, uh, sending like clues and puzzles to uh, police uh, and yeah. Batman, mm. in the form, especially in the form of yeah, I think Zodiac cards. sent his stuff to the press a lot, though, didn't he? Oh yeah, that too. But just that, huh. uh, just that angle that was. Which, yeah, yeah, and I, I always like for me, I feel like that's like, but that's kind of like what the Riddler does. So it's like, I guess we could say, well, I don't know, I don't remember when the Riddler was created versus when the Zodiac Killer was around, so. I guess no, you no. one. Zodiac was 69, okay. 70s. Yep. Okay. But essentially, mm, well, I don't really get, I don't see it as a bat. Just like Gary says, I don't see it as a direct Batman mm. adaptation. Okay. Just taking Batman elements to make its own thing. Okay. Gotcha. Just like uh, Batman 89. Yeah. Hey, Tina, um, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, but yeah, wait, what about Tina? Kind of a thing with criminals that they they kind of like want to leave hints to be caught, oh, that it's oh, okay. common that they can, you know, they oh. want to confess what they're doing. Uh, is that just the movie? All, thing? all, all this. I think in a way maybe some of them do because they think I'm smarter than the cops, but I don't think that they ordinarily set out to do that. A lot of them collect uh, little mm. uh, pieces and things, and they'll keep those as trophies. Trophies? Would, yeah, there was some guy mm. that a uh, bunch of liberals got. Yeah, you never know how much stuff you're... Right. There, it... it it depends, but I don't think so. I, I don't know that Dahmer was leaving clues. I definitely... No, no, I just Matt, said, like, the actor in the yeah, cell kind of looked like him. Matt Manson, I mean, the only clues they were leaving, they were trying to start a race war. That's the reason right. why they were writing things in blood on walls and doors. Um, I, I, it it's, it's kind of feels like a TV movie thing, and the more I hear about this, the more it's really... This movie is really ticking me off, but... Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, if any if uh 
so see for Madison in the private. See, oh yeah, we were joking about to, that with the Batman. At any point, you need to say, just all you need to do is just turn off the uh, like, turn off uh, mic and turn off the uh, camera, and then just pop back in whenever whenever. All right, then I'll be back. So all right, awesome. Take a, okay. take a Go to the restroom. I'll be yeah. listening. To okay. Perfect. All perfect, right. Perfect. So yeah, Laura. Um. So I guess. Sorry. What the? What was the point you were gonna make? Laura. Uh. Hello. I forgot. Oh, oh yeah. Tina and I were. Oh, you forgot? We were joking with her being a crime scene investigator. About. Okay. The, okay. Sorry. About the Batman, like you know. I just want to yeah, make sure I you mean, guys can hear me. Yeah, yes, yes, uh, yes, yeah. When he, I was joking. If somebody like we used to have people show up on crime scenes that had no business being there mm. because they just wanted to, you know, whatever, and we'd say, "Okay, you have to sign the crime scene log," or "Hold on a minute, you're getting ready to stomp on some of my evidence with your big feet." Well, see, that's the way I would be with the Batman. I would be like. Okay, I don't know who this wing freak is, but y'all need to get him out of here. He's messing <laughs> up my scene. Well, he's the Batman. I yeah. don't care what he is. He's got to get out of here. He's he just stepped on some of my evidence. Who is this idiot? Get him <laughs> out of here. So you would have been. You would have been. I have no time for this. Get I have out. no time for this. And the homicide be going. Uh, yeah, you don't want to cross team. <laughs> Mr. Bat, Mr. Batman, Mr. Mr. Sparkles, Mr. Sparkles. <laughs> so, if you had to give it a grade, uh, Laura, what, what do you think the grade would be for the film? Uh, oh, uh, you know, a, a minus. This, I, okay. I knew, I knew the moment that I saw that the Riddler was a YouTuber. I was like, oh, that's gonna piss off some of my friends. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I can see stuff now in movies and be like, oh, I know somebody who's not gonna like that. You know, yeah. I did think about Tina when he was like oh, at no. the crime scene. Tina's not gonna like that. Like this is not going to end well. This won't end well. (laughs) Yeah, but see, I I like the villain to be, you know, like unmasked. And when they take, like when they took the, you know, mask off Darth Vader, he wasn't like a menacing, scary guy. He was just like a normal middle-aged man. You know, Mm -hmm. it's that revealing of this huge, scary monster who's been committing all these, you know, intricate crimes that nobody can catch. Mm-hmm. You know, it just turns out to be he's an accountant, you know, he's just yep. he's just a regular nerdy dude, you know, which I think I would have been OK with it, because though, you know, it goes into that modern trend in Hollywood, right, where it's like all about subversion of expectations. Right. But to me, I think that could have actually worked had it not led to what it did like had there been a purpose for it right with with him revealing himself and turning himself in but it just it didn't really go anywhere and then they tried to have some like storyline of him being like this grand plan but then yeah it it just it didn't play as well as i think as i think they thought it did and uh, maybe sad i think the um i think the very good thing is that they didn't include that uh deleted scene with the joker Thank goodness. Mm. Oh my god! I haven't seen that, that scene yet. Oh, so yeah, it's god. it's bad. I mean, it's just the the physical look of the Joker that they did was just not not good. Yeah. Um, 
And I like worse the than actor. Yeah. Really worse worse than the Jared Leto version. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. His face I, was like disturbing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I told told Laura it looked like a decomposing corpse, and you really don't want a civilian mm. shouldn't see de- decomposing corpses. Mm. No. And me did a side by side. They had a picture of Jack Nicholson's Joker, and they had that Joker, and people were saying, "Please take that off the screen. That's very disturbing." Yeah, this is where it started, kind of meme. Uh, uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I yeah. Don't know who thought. Yeah, that and the, you know the the final scene with the Joker, and I, I see why they had to put that in there. I mean, you got to set up the next movie and the next villain, but uh, I don't know. She could have done more with less. You know, maybe you don't even see his face; you just hear him laughing. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. need to see see any of that, but that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Because I, because the actor that played him was actually an actor who was in the Green Knight, um, and and so he is just he's, he's in that film. He also plays kind of like this, uh, kind of like a creepy guy. So like he plays the creep factor really well. So, but when when I heard the voice, I was like, eh, this doesn't really, I'm, it's it's not really sounding, it's not really sounding like Joker to me. And you know, apparently with this with now the look, it's it's also. You know, I got the the image here that I'm gonna I'm gonna. <laughs> oh no! Ba- I'm just gonna watch in the background so that way I can brace get, yourself. <laughs> get get some context for it because I just oh it's gotta a have long context. one too. It's about yeah. five minutes long. It's very slow. Wow. It it's got that Silence of the Lamb vibes, you know, the Hannibal Lecter. Oh, oh that's can, what they're doing. Okay. It seemed like see, I can see me. that already. Even the putting the materials in the tray and then shoving it through. That was very Hannibal Lecter. Oh, man. <laughs> and that's not, not uh, what's his name, right? Um, not Ezra Miller's. Everybody kept joking when the Eternals came out. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, uh, it's, yeah, it's, that's, it's that actor. It's the ripoff. Not rip Ezra people. Miller. <laughs> yeah. Not Ezra that's what the, That's what they call him. Even though I think this guy, I think this guy is an incredibly talented actor. It's just, yeah, it's all about the roles you get. I mean, poor Jared Leto. Leto, he's gotten some stinker roles lately. The the silence of Odin is just. Oh <laughs> he's gonna hit the floor in a minute. Go, oh no! Oh my goodness! My What's eyes. With his hair. Yeah, I always that saw the picture. Be. I didn't look at the video because I was like, I, I don't need the video. He's so, so creepy. <laughs> I'm just watching Odin's face. <laughs> Which I spend a lot of time watching Odin's face if I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the back of his head. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that. Mm. Yeah, they get you the full 360 on his, on his deformities. <laughs> like you think that's bad? Check that. Check out this angle. I think there's a close up too at some point. Yeah, I think yeah. Mead had a really really detailed picture where you could see how rotten his teeth were. Uh, Mead is just laying down the hate on this movie lately. <laughs> yeah, they have. I mean, I've 
heard their reasons for why they don't like it, and because I, I don't know if I'll ever see it. Hello. Back. Hi. Guess who's I'm, back. I'm currently watching this bonus scene from the Batman. Oh, I might as oh, well no, go watch it's it too. Good. I, I've changed my, my opinion about many movies after after you know good solid criticism. It's like oh right. yeah, maybe it wasn't as good as I thought. I was hypnotized by Disney Star Wars originally. Just that. I think so. I know, know the feeling. But yeah, go on. Let's see. I'm not gonna. Yeah, because I don't know how much time oh, we're gonna spend on this like as far as a conversation cool. topic. But oh, it's five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm I'm getting towards the end of it, but I'm gonna be honest. I I I actually think I would love this scene if it were in a different movie. Hmm. Mm, it doesn't it doesn't fit the tone of the movie. Like that. Like to me, the Batman is much more of a, de- a detective story. And I know that there was like some uh, people comparing this in certain ways to like seven in a certain way, but it doesn't go. I, I just don't think it went, ever went as dark as seven. Hmm. This to me, if they went as dark as seven, this would be perfect in it. Hmm. Yeah. I, I like that. A lot of the violence was off screen. You know, yeah. they don't really show the, the rats in the dude's face or anything like that. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> It's just hard, you know. Somebody was asking me. It's like, should I take my kids to this movie? I'm like, if you want them to have nightmares, (laughs) go ahead. Plus, they'll be bored. Yeah, probably. I mean, I wasn't bored, but I was. But at the same time, uh, the kid definitely would be. They're gonna be like, oh, Batman! I want to see him punch punch people like the save (laughs) save the save the day. But oh my good. Yeah, well choreographed cool. fight scenes. I, I love the the way the oh, fight yeah. scenes played out. Do you think he has a good again. laugh? Uh, didn't strike me as anything special. Nothing special, but it's it's a it I'm like, yeah, it's a I, it's a Joker laugh. It must be hard to do Joker at this point. Jeez. Yeah, oh, so many great examples. How many jokers we got now? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, Tina. We got the oh, old school Batman uh, Joker. We got Cesar yes. Romero, Jack Nicholson, um, oh, Joaquin yes. Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. Mm-hmm. As disturbed as uh, I was by that, Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't go with Jared Leto. I'm sorry. That just yeah. he freaks me out as an actor. I guess you count the animated Jokers we've had. Mark. Oh, Hamill. we have Mark Hamill. So many Jokers. Oh my gosh! There's also been, even then, there's been lots of other animated Jokers, but he's always the first to come up because he's Mark Hamill, right? Yeah, I will say, as disturbed as I am by that clip, I actually, I actually like it (laughs) because it's like good, kind of creepy. It just doesn't fit the movie, so I I totally understand why they cut it out. I I don't think that would have. I don't think that would have fit in with with the film um, as 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 they were planning for it to be. So I think that I think it was a good choice for them to cut it out. I understand why they cut it out, but actually, I actually I actually kind of like that. I don't know. I like I like the, that more gr- grounded and 
I don't know, serial killer matched up a lot. So L- Laura, what, what say we, you? Yeah, you know, when they have um when they have deleted scenes, there's usually a reason, you know, because of pace mm-hmm. or it just doesn't fit into the, you know, the movie that they had. But yeah, it, I think they're going to use that going forward. I don't know if that guy will stay as Joker, but it would be interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, I think he's, I, I, I've seen him in other things. I, I do think he's a talented actor. And I, I think that that's the kind of performance for me where it's like, I'd be interested in seeing seeing like, like an actual but to me if they're you know i think the plan was for them to do a trilogy with with uh robert Pattinson's batman uh if he's the main villain in the next one i would love i think if this one's more of like that detective style oh if they could keep a detective but also if they could do the next one almost as a horror film that character would be perfect if they could do a mm. horror detective story Batman, I think that would I think that actually would be perfect personally. But that's just my own yeah. my own thought. I think the, the the main problem I always had with the Dark Knight was I never liked um oh god, what's the character's name? Not to, is it Two Face? Uh Harvey uh, Dent. Harvey Dent. Harvey Dent. Yeah, I I never liked the development of his character. I just I felt like it, oh, it was, was too quick. Hurried. It was too quick. It was quick. rushed. Yeah. yeah. I, if they had just kept the Joker in that movie and not tried to Get the mm-hmm. second villain in there. I think it would have been much yeah. better, maybe. Because he becomes Two Face very quickly, and then he, and he dies. And so, I think had it been he becomes Two Face, and then he quote <laughs> dies, but then when they go down like to to look at him, like he's gone. I think that when you're like, okay, we're gonna get more of this. We'll get more development, so we can kind of you know, you know, forgive this because you know this is just leading to this one endpoint. But when they're like, no, he's gone too. It's like uh, again, I understand that the the mindset of of Nolan as the writer is, but this was, this was the Joker's plan all along, right? To take, you know, the white knight of Gotham and destroy him. And it's his death. That is the ultimate destruction, right? There's no redemption after that. Um, so I think that, 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 that was their justification for it, but it go, it brings you back again to that question. Ah, oh, what could they have done? Uh, had Heath, Heath Ledger not, not tragically passed. Right. Um, True. but, uh, yeah, but uh, Laura, any other things that you've uh, that you watched? Obviously, unless you, there was other things too that you wanted to talk about and break down with uh, the Batman, because obviously there's a lot to unpack with it. Uh, no, there's been so much analysis. I don't know if I have anything in addition to add. It's you know, for me, if a movie makes me feel something, I mean, I'm not typically, which is why I didn't do good as a paralegal. I'm I'm far too emotional, I'm not very analytical. Um, mm-hmm. If a movie makes me feel something. Um, I'll go see it again and again and again, mm-hmm. and you know, just, it was just kind of that um, that emo vibe, that um, dark gothic. In um, the the scene that I love the most is when Alfred and him are meeting in kind of like their office tower, and all, the setting all around it, the, all the woodwork is just it's just so um, beautiful and gothic and. Um, mm-hmm. You know that that kind of a vibe is is what kind of drew me to the movie. So I mm-hmm. and I understand there are all kinds of movies and TV shows that I like um, that other people you know have flaws with, but yeah. it's like hey, I enjoyed it. So yeah, I, I know, still stand by my B plus. Yeah. You know, I still stand by, and yeah. I I have said though I I do want to see it again with this knowledge that I have now, but it's also like mm-hmm. I kind of want to go in Same. again 
with this uh, cutscene because also makes me wonder: Are there other cutscenes? Uh, you know, what what would those cutscenes have you know either added or detracted or tonally if that would have impacted? Like, I don't think there's going to be a Matt Reeves cut because the film was already like close to three hours, and so it's I don't know what they could have possibly cut. But he said they've cut like an hour. He did. <gasps> oh wow, an okay. hour too. So. I, I... <laughs> okay whatever if it's stuff like that and it changes the tone to be more of a horror film i would actually be down for that to be honest that that's just my own take yeah hopefully we'll get a director's cut of some kind that'd be fantastic yeah especially if there's an hour's worth and it's something similar another 30 minutes (laughs) (laughs) i tell you i tell you what that was the best uh, batmobile introduction you could ever have i mean people might the People right there were freaking out. Yeah. Was like, yeah. <laughs> same here. Yeah, same, right? It was opening night, so especially or it was the uh the the preview screening for for investors and for AMC investors. And yeah, it was the same thing. People were like, Yeah. Uh but then also that that scene, like the whole chase scene was great too. Like, so there was so much uh, with that, like the introduction of the of the Batmobile, the chase scene it- itself, which was a great mix mm-hmm. of live action, a great mix of CG. And, I wonder how much uh, of that was practical. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely were things that that were no question. Pra- I think, I think yeah, it was the trucks. That's a question. I think the trucks were the one element that that was CG, uh, as far as like the big elements. But uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, when they did that car flip and you have, I mean, the Colin Farrell was inside, you know, obviously they, they must have had, they was, he was not inside an actual car flipping. He was inside of some, you know, but the fact that they did that, like, that was so cool. That was like, I was like, oh, I love when actors are actually in their stunts and, <laughs> and him like going through, obviously being put upside down and everything it was great. It's awesome. I love the the music during the car scene. It's like all drums and stuff. Because um, mm-hmm. uh, I think Battlestar Galactica, the the newer one, they did that during their um, when the Vipers are doing dog fights. It's just all drums in the background. It's very cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the score Absolutely. was fantastic. And sometimes the they just was, use oh, yeah. like the same three or four, you know, three or four songs or melodies over and over again. They just changed them up a little bit. So that was cool. Yeah. Well, it's a theme, and I, I like that there is a consistent theme uh, throughout the film because you know some composers can get really kind of you know get you know get crazy you know let's get nuts and just you know go through and and have like and you know have great iconic scores and iconic you know oh this is this is for this character and this is for this character but it is also nice when there is like a thread that you hear throughout a score like that to me is, is also a really good sign of a great, of a great score. And I think that this one has it for sure. And I I really hope there, I know it doesn't fit the, um, the actual story of when, but I was kind of hoping they were setting up that little kid, uh, Mm. that he saved to be Robin, but I know that's not how in the comics, the character comes about, but I think that's off the table at this point. Yeah. Like what, what is at this point? Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, a good amount is, but I think I don't think it'll be that kid. I think that, and I think it was because to me, and this is kind of weird, but the the actor came across as a green actor, so someone who probably didn't have a lot mm-hmm. of of credits. So I think the purpose of that kid was for us to get the first glimpse of 
him looking at this kid, seeing someone who is now in the same position that he is in, or that like that like as far as like familial position that he is in, as you know, having that orphan connection, and I think that it's that kid's inspiration that's going to lead to in the future i would not be surprised if a robin comes around it's just going to be someone different but it's i think this is the spark that's going to lead to uh the introduction of a robin because of this this connection that that's been opened up because of this kid yeah mm-hmm. actually that kind of goes back to what uh you hear gary mention this a lot but like I'm glad this movie wasn't Batman Begins again, but at the same time, <laughs> we always we kind of really want to see a ba- fully established Batman as prime, complete with all his tech, Batcave, Bat family, a Robin, and a full Rose Gallery already established. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bat family, <laughs> you would think, you yeah. would think, you know, like like Batgirl, various Robins. So forth, uh, Nightwing, mm-hmm. and just uh, yeah, why? Why not? we could have it, have it as a movie or a show? It'd be the big, biggest thing ever. But mm-hmm. it's all right. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with the two. I think there's two HBO Max series that they have uh, contractually connected with this movie. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Anything else, uh, Laura? that you want to talk about any other movies. I like Bat Family. <laughs> <laughs> Bat Family. Going to need Bat a bigger cave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Batman and Robin. Again, another film you watch for the lulls. <laughs> Actually, I tried I tried that without a kind of was kind of bored. Oh. I'll have to watch it again for the lulls, but Oh, I actually so watched many. Batman Forever for the first time, and I, actually, I thought I would hate, I hate that, that one, movie. but actually had a lot of fun with it. I love the cheesiness of that film. Like Ro- Batman and Robin's just bad. Batman <laughs> Forever, it's not. It's like it's not a good film, but it's a. It's like one of those like it's a quirky film where you're like, okay, I I can experience this once, and then they <sighs> took Batman and Robin <gasps> and decided to <gasps> oh, run geez. with it like a thousand. Yes. Well, puppies, puppy. <laughs> Uh, and, and that's why my favorite scene to this day is still the oh no, it's boiling acid in the very beginning. <laughs> I love it. It's my favorite. I love the cheese. The cheese. <laughs> I don't know what that was about. She just all of a sudden just started barking. You know, sometimes oh, dogs. Okay. They, I guess we're good. They hear things that we can't hear. You sure want to have an earthquake or something? Oh, I sure hope not. That would be. Uh-oh. Oh, something's happening. Uh-oh. Laura, are you still with us? I think it might be Amazon. Let me see. Okay. It's okay. I got them. <laughs> Protecting the house. <laughs> Amazon. I, I have those same dogs. <laughs> I have those same conversations with my dogs, too. I'm always like, it's it's okay. I got this. That no I saw was out. um. What was that? <gasps> okay, I think we're good. Everything's safe. Oh, my connection is, is just horrible. Is it hidden? Is it safe? I think so. Yeah, we have a package on good. the porch. 
which is uh, uh. a. <laughs> <sighs> oh, but um, what's in the package? What's in the box? What's in the box? Hello. Hello. Box. Hello. Laura, the modern major general. Says she has an 8 out of 10 connection, so that might be why. Oh, oh. there we go. All right, so uh, with that, then, we'll go ahead and uh, we'll get started with uh, uh, Tina. Um, we do, so we're at the two-hour, four-minute mark. Um, I think I can go for another, because obviously I, I had a late start. Uh, I think I can go for another 30 minutes. Uh, Bubba, okay. a little Bubba is still sleeping, so that's a good thing. But basically, my, my wife was with him all day, and so I didn't, I didn't want to, uh, there we go, there's Laura back. Um, I didn't, I didn't want her to have to, to, to have him like complete, like only, you know, to have to do it all the, the whole thing all the time. So, um, I think probably about 30 minutes or so might be I can, it. I can do that. Okay. All right. Uh, but Laura, are you back? Laura, Laura, what's oh. in the box, Laura? What's in the <laughs> box? I have. I have some weird memories of that movie. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll 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 get Laura back at one point. Uh. So uh. So Tina, what yeah. have you? Uh. What you what you been watching? Okay. Um. I watched a couple. Of, I've been trying to. I saw the last year. I've been trying to kind of watch some movies that me and my mom liked <laughs> or were favorites, but this time I didn't watch a lot of those, but because I was kind of all over the place, so. I'm just going to start where I always do. And with my letterbox, two stars and up, I didn't see any total bombs or one star movies this time. Okay. No MST3K types, nothing like that. Um, I gave this two stars, I think. I saw Hitchcock's first movie. Oh. The Pleasure Gardens. Um, oh. There's actually, yeah, there it is. I, yeah. I'm looking, I looked over the TV. Yeah. There's another movie he made in the early 20s but they can't find it anymore so it's considered lost hmm. so they don't count that as his first they go into the pleasure garden it, it's not very good it's about two showgirls one becomes uh real famous uh they have issues in their love lives of course they do and there's only one scene in there and i'm not going to give it away in case you just want to check this out because it's Hitchcock, there's one scene where you say, oh, that's Hitchcockian. What happened? Everything else in the movie, it's just not very good. It's well shot, but it's just, I was like, I don't, these characters, I really don't care. Mm -hmm. So that was the, that was the pleasure guard. <laughs> and nice. 1925, like I said, if you just want to see it to say, okay, here's where a master started. Yeah, just see the first film. That would be it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess Andrew's gone, but back yeah. during the World War II, there was a studio in England called Gainsborough Studios, and they pumped out a lot of these historic movies. And I watched two of them. One is uh, The Man in Gray. James Mason seems to have been in all their productions. I'm like, James Mason, why weren't you out fighting the war? There was a war going on. Uh, he was also in Fanny by Gaslight. But they would pump out these movies and they called them women's movies. 
And most of them were these historical types, you know, 18th, 19th century, beautiful costumes and everything. And James, yeah, he was in, I saw Lolita. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Uh, You all remember my review of Lolita. That was was difficult. But uh, he's in both Fanny by Gaslight and The Man in Grey. He is the title character in The Man in Grey. Stuart Granger is kind of the other man. James Mason has kind of one of those, you know, oh, we're rich, we're going to get married type of relationships, and then you can do what you want, because he's doing what he wants. And his wife falls in love with Stuart Granger, and she has this best friend and the best friend is poor and but she wants everything and she's kind of grasping and there were a couple of little twists in the story that I kind of saw coming but then I was like oh my gosh I can't believe they went there oh my gosh I can't believe they went there especially the ending so it's kind of interesting and this is one of those you watch if there's nothing on and you're just like, yeah, I'm going to check out one of those games, bro. Studio Fanny <laughs> <laughs> um, by Gaslight, pretty much that same sort of thing. You have this heroine who has a nice life and then everything just kind of hits the fan. And when she uh, was a little girl, she thought her dad ran a pub. Uh, not exactly when when she comes back from school and it's the same it's pretty much the same people in all of these phyllis calvert she was in man in gray james mason stuart granger stuart granger said he hated this movie he said he just thought his his character was very flat he didn't care for his character and he just did it you know because it was a job but fanny um Uh, They send her away to school because her parents are like, uh, we don't want her to find out. As like this man comes to her 12th birthday party, I think it is. And I said, I'll bet you anything. That's her real father. I was right. And (laughs) that's not really a spoiler. You pretty much, you know, you see him and the the woman kind of eyeing each other. You're like, yeah, I know what's going on here. (laughs) So Fanny finds out that the man she thinks is her father actually runs a brothel and he gets killed trying to throw James Mason out because James Mason, he's pretty much playing the man in gray again. It's like, Mm. I'll kill you. I'll duel you. I'll push you in front of this coach that's coming. Um, So now Fanny and her mother are broke and uh, her mother sends her off. And all of this is in the synopsis. This is not spoiler. But her mm-hmm. mother sends her off to this estate, and that's where the man is. And he says, well, yes, Fanny, I'm your father, and your mother and I were going to get married, even though we were from different social uh, statuses, and they sent me off. And when I came back, I found that your mother was expecting you, and they had married her to someone else so she could be reserved. Blah, 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 same thing. So mm-hmm. anyway, Fanny goes through a bunch of stuff, and then she- whatever we have a happy ending so yeah. <laughs> woman's movie woman's movie so uh laura uh, are you are you back with us oh never mind <laughs> <laughs> uh so those were my two and two and a half star movies so then i went up a little bit more we go to my three uh young and innocent is a hitchcock movie i had never heard of uh i was in 
on a Hitchcock channel on YouTube and they said, yeah, we're going to show this. So they showed it live and you could jump in the chat if you wanted to. And it's just kind of this interesting little story when it's, and it's, this movie is starting to become more Hitchcockian because now it's the thirties. So he has a little more experience or his belt. I gave it three stars because it's not a great movie, but you see those little bits of Hitchcock that we learned to love. Hmm. But uh, when the movie opens, we have this couple that's arguing about her adult, her adultery. It's a middle-aged couple. Um, then like a scene or two later, we see a young man, he's on a beach and he finds a body and he recognizes who the body is. And it's the woman from the opening scene. Well, he's running to try to get help, but two young women see him and they think he's murdered her and is running away from the crime. Now, the thing that kind of ties him in, even though he's saying what the witnesses don't know what they're talking about, is that the belt from his coat was wrapped around the victim's neck. Mm. And he can't explain how it got there. He keeps saying, well, my coat, I was at a pub in this little town nearby and my coat was stolen. Uh, okay, well, the police really aren't accepting that. So this young lady that you see in the picture, um, she ends up, she's like the police commissioner's daughter and she ends up befriending him. So they kind of go on the run and it, pretty much she's an accessory. Uh, the only thing I didn't care about it was his, uh, his attitude sometimes because yes we know he's innocent yes we know hitchcock is throwing these MacGuffins out at us and yes we know he's going to be cleared in the end my problem with him was he kept saying well yes i'm running from the police but you know i'm innocent and he would do really stupid stuff like uh, you would see a cop coming and he would pretty much be standing in the open like yes here i am come get me i'm innocent anyway and I'm like, yeah, stuff that it doesn't work that way. <laughs> Just because you keep saying you, you're innocent doesn't mean that the police are necessarily going to believe you are. So it's an okay movie. I think the reveal of the murderer was very interesting. It, it, mm. it, it, was, it was funny. So anyway, that was another Hitchcock movie. Laura, are you um, back? Are, are you back with us? I think. Hi. Yeah, I just want to hear oh, what, uh, Steph, what Stephanie, uh, not Stephanie, Tina had been watching. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm just getting kind of getting started. Uh, okay. Uh, the Passionate Friends. This That's was directed. <laughs> yeah, it was. I wish the movie had been better. Oh. Uh, it's directed. Yeah. Oh, that was the only thing that I loved about the movie. Uh, it's directed by David Lean, uh, David Lean, uh, Bridge on the River Quad, Lawrence of Arabia. Hmm. That's his wife. She's Anton's very beautiful. Uh, she's a cool blonde, like Grace Kelly. I, I just I read not the book it's based on, but the synopsis of the book it's based on, and I'll just say the movie is a whole lot better than what the book sounds. Um, it was very confusing because they kept doing little flashbacks and then sometimes you got flashbacks within flashbacks. 
And it was really hard for my brain to figure out, okay, what year is this supposed to be? And when did this happen? Because I'm trying to track out a timeline. But Anton has a relationship with a gentleman and then she ends up marrying Claude Rains. Well, the her previous lover comes back into the picture. Uh, he accidentally shows up, and it's an accident, uh, at this Swiss resort. And the two of them go out for one day together. And she finds out, well, now he's married, got children. And Claude Rains sees them together and, of course, assumes that they've taken up their affair again. Mm. And we kind of go from there. And I have a feeling, um, I'm not going to give away the ending, but I have a feeling the ending was going to be different to what we we end up getting. It was just sometimes, I guess, studios might step in and say, <clears throat> yeah, you know, we just came off a war. I don't know if people want to see this. <laughs> so uh, I have a feeling they might have made David Lean changed the ending, but I'm not sure. When I read the synopsis of the novel, it pretty much ended the way I thought it was going to end, if that makes sense. Mm. So that was a passionate friends. It's a good looking movie, but other than that, that's another one of those, oh, nothing's on. I'll check out this David Lean movie. <laughs> um, I'm check out this letterbox site. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, the oh, letterbox. Yeah, I'm just never used this letterbox site. Yeah, oh, it's, it's great. It's great because that way I can record my movies and whether I've seen them before. Hey, Tina, and, why don't you share them how many movies you've seen? That's quite oh, impressive. Gosh, I, I was looking at that know. earlier. No. I was like, oh, my goodness. And there's, there's a whole bunch more. It was like it, 500 I, and some. That's That sounds about right. That's <laughs> eight pages worth. Yeah, I'll do the math as you talk. Uh, about <laughs> oh the well, one. well, thank you. I need to downgrade that review of uh, Lincoln. I think I gave it three and a half stars. It's two and a half stars. It's of a day of Lincoln. Yeah, I. The more I thought about it, I was like, I like Daniel Day Lewis, but I don't wow. remember. Any, I don't remember anything else about the movie. It was kind of forgettable, mm. which is sad. I mean, because I love Lincoln as a person, and I don't know, and I love Daniel Day-Lewis, but anyway. 506. Oh, I've seen much more than that in my life. As I far as the letterbox, though, yeah, 506. Yeah, that but uh, that is impressive. <laughs> but uh, Eyes in the Night is, oh my gosh, I forgot his name, Edward... Mm. He was considered box office. Poison. Edward Arnold. Edward Arnold. He, I used to hear, well, I listened to a lot of old radio shows. I would hear him on those. And um, in this movie, he plays blind. And he's a former cop. And so an old friend comes to him. Um, she needs help with her stepdaughter who is getting in with a really bad guy. And the reason why the woman knows the guy is that she used to date him before she got married. Her husband is working on a government project that could help bring the war to a speedy end. 
So uh, there's a lot of spy stuff in it. Um, Donna Reed, she is so evil in this movie because everybody knows her from It's a Wonderful Life. And they're like, oh, that's Mary. She's so sweet. Oh, no, she's awful in this. She is just... I can never see her being... She wants her stepmother out of her life. She's like, oh, you only... You don't want me to have him because you had him. You know, and... She is so nasty, but there's a lot of stuff that's going on in the house. And so Edward Arnold comes in to investigate and he pretends to be the woman's like her uncle or something. He pretends to be drunk. He's got a really cool German shepherd who kind of saved the day at one point. And I was like, oh, I love this dog. He's like Ren Tin Tin level. He's so good. <laughs> and uh, so it's just a fun, it's not that long. Uh, Fred Zimmerman, the director, I think he did High Noon. Yeah, it's only 80 minutes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's short and it goes by quick. So it's another one of those, you know, hey, it's raining outside. Uh, what can I find that's free on YouTube? Boom, there you go. Yeah. So, uh, let's see, Eyes in the Night. Okay. Um, I don't know if Steph's still here or not. I told yeah. Steph I looked at, okay, yeah, I looked check. at a Joan Crawford movie called Autumn Leaves. I had never seen it before. Go below the Pleasure Garden. Ooh, I saw Laura. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> That's going to be that, that. I've got my two last ones, but. Uh, no. Uh, it's it's an interesting movie. She's middle-aged, unmarried. Her dad uh, kind of needed her. So the one man that she was seeing, they kind of broke up. When her father died, she's just kind of on her own. And so she runs a, a typing service. And she has like a little bungalow. It's in Los Angeles. And... Uh, People bring, you know, stuff that they need typed. And so she takes care of it. And one of her clients gives her two tickets to uh, a concert because he can't use them. And so she goes on her own. And then she ends up at a little uh, diner uh, to get a bite before she heads home. And Cliff Robertson kind of like, well, the place is packed. Do you mind if I share your table? And she's kind of hesitant at first, but then she's like, yeah, sure. They start talking, really connect. The big problem is Cliff Robertson is much younger than her. And she keeps sending him away, but he keeps coming back because he's like, no, I really care about you. I don't care about our age differences. I really care about you. And so they end up getting married, but the problem is little things keep slipping out. Like she'll say, I thought you said you were from Madison, Wisconsin. And he'll like, Oh no, I'm from Chicago. Where did you get Madison from? Oh, he's gaslighting and, her. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh God, Joan, what is happening? No, you meet this oh, nice no. guy and he's a psychopath. Well, we kind of find out Lauren Green is his father. Lauren Green from the original Battlestar Galactica and, of course, Ben Cartwright from Bonanza. 
they find out he has terrible mental issues. And Joan Crawford, that was as devastating as when his former wife showed up at her door, played by Vera Miles. And she's like, he's been married before? And they're like, yes. And Joan is just trying her best to help him out. And there are a few little violent scenes in here, spousal abuse, but he doesn't know what he's doing. And she's got to decide, do I want to put him away somewhere or divorce him or what am I going to do? Am I going to try to hang in there? So I've really enjoyed it. Um, they said the critics really tore it up at the time, but Cliff Robertson enjoyed making the movie and Joan Crawford said this was one of her personal favorite movies. And so I'm glad, I'm glad I looked at it. And again, this is another one of those. Oh, I want to see a Joan Crawford movie. You might want to look at this one. And it was free on YouTube. So there you go. Um, what else did I, Young and Innocent, Passionate Friends, Eyes in the Night, Autumn Lee's Trom Novel. Yeah, I was Trom- looking at this one. I was like, that's a fun name. Trom Novel means uh, dream book. Trom Novel is the basis for Eyes Wide Shut. Oh. Trom Novel is the original Eyes Wide Shut. I still can't get over that they that he wanted Steve Martin. Instead of I can't. I can't either. <laughs> That's that so could crazy. Take off your mask. What me? <laughs> We're shooting at these cans. These cans. He hates these cans. Get away from the cans. <laughs> I would have been laughing so hard. <laughs> but this movie is a made-for-TV movie, and uh, it's in. German with subtitles, but it's pretty much beat for beat, eyes wide shut. The orgy scene is more like a wild masquerade party, and they kind of all go dancing into a room, and you see the women's naked behinds. But there's no, we don't see any orgies. So we're not getting a sense of is the Illuminati involved or. Is this a, some big conspiracy? And uh, we don't have a Sidney Pollock character that tells this guy, uh, you didn't see anything. You were never there. Nothing happened to those people. It seems more like in it, from this movie, if this, it, it, I'm not sure what the novel is because I haven't been able to find it yet. And it's, I think the last time I looked is very expensive on uh, Amazon. But it seems more like they don't have any conspiracies in it. It's just this guy flips out because his wife tells him, hey, I fantasized about somebody. And now he's out on the street looking for whatever. Every woman he meets is a redhead like his wife. And I saw a, an Eyes Wide Shut analysis that said, if you notice, every woman that Tom Cruise meets is also a redhead like Nicole Kidman. So it's like he's looking for his wife in each one of these women. And she'll work for, work for scale. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
So it, yeah, it's beat it's beat for beat, eyes wide shut, except there's no conspiracy theories or anything. Um the acting's not bad. I would just say watch this. If you've ever seen Eyes Wide Shut, which I've only seen one time, I would say just look at this to look for the comparisons. Uh, one Eyes Wide Shut analyst on YouTube also said, they were talking about this movie, and they said, in this movie, the doctor is a Jew, and this is like late 19th century, early 20th century Vienna. Uh, he gets jostled by a group of students who kind of stare him down. So it's like his, he feels kind of uncomfortable for a moment because it's like, do they know I'm a Jew? It's that sort of thing. Okay. In Eyes Wide Shut, remember there, these group of students are walking down the street and they jostle Tom Cruise and then they start calling him gay and making gay comments. Hmm. And this documentarian said that, of course, we've had the rumors about Mr. Cruz and his, you know, sexuality, sexual orientation. So it, that kind of linked into that. So you've got the the whole gay thing with Tom Cruise, and now you have the maybe the Jewishness with the doctor in Trom Novel. But it's a curious movie. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I don't know that I'd watch it again. I want to try to find the book. It's not at my local library. I want to read it. And I do plan on watching Eyes Wide Shut one more time. <laughs> yeah. Because I saw it opening weekend and I only went to see it because everybody was like, this is Kubrick's final movie. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go see it. And <laughs> at the end, the few people that were left in the audience were demanding refunds. <laughs> and the manager uh, was like, well, uh, we, uh, don't, we don't give refunds in the movies. Over. Well, we didn't know it was going to be this bad until it was over. We kept thinking we get better. And I just, I was just like, okay, Tina, that was just that was a bad experience just forget <laughs> it and, but it was funny because I kept telling my mom about it and then when she saw it on uh, cable she was like I think there's a whole lot more to this movie than we're seeing yeah there's a whole lot more to Eyes Wide Shut than we saw Yeah, there's some stuff that's been pointed out that I'm like now I can't unsee it yeah so anyway but anyway that was an interesting one so yeah. okay oh, those are my teen yeah, and Tina, my uh, your time's up. Yeah, but I say Bubba, Bubba woke up. Uh, so <laughs> I, call Bubba. Bubba. I call him Bubba, Bubba Bear. Aww. Um, so, so I I have about ten minutes because my wife has him. Um, so I got about ten minutes. So maybe if you want to cover one other film, and one thing I yes. thought about was yes. one thing you can do to promote the channel, the new channel. Maybe yes. you'd be like, hey. If you yes. want to see my top films, yes. you're going to have to subscribe to my channel. Yes. Then, yeah. Well, of, the, of my five-star movies and three-star movies, the three-and-a-half-star movies that I saw, the one closest to my heart is The Ghost and Mrs. Muir. All right. I, I, that's uh, Gene Tierney. I'll pull that up. Gene Tierney, Rex Harrison, uh, George Sanders. A, I think Natalie Wood was like nine years old. She played uh, Gene Tierney's daughter. But, oh, this is one that my grandmother and my mom loved so much. And oh. when I was little, they would tell me this movie like it was a fairy tale. Oh. 
So when I finally got to see it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is everything they said. But Bernard Herman did the score. I think he said this was his favorite score. I can see why. Uh, Her- Joseph Mankiewicz, Herman's brother. Mm-hmm. Joseph Mankiewicz, Oscar winner. I mean, he. this movie is so solid. There is nothing. I don't find a single imperfection in it. And it's well, he's just, a solid director. He's I mean. a solid director. Cleopatra is what ruined him, uh, because Cleopatra was a mess. I talked about that on the last yeah. chosen, but um, yeah, I Ghost of Mrs. Muir. That I looked at that Thursday night, and oh, oh my gosh, I was just like, this this is really getting to me again, and I just I adore it, and. That and my other favorite Gene Tierney movie, Laura. There Yay. you go, Laura. Yay! <laughs> and that's a murder mystery, and I love love it too. That was Otto Preminger was the director. So those were my two five star movies. And yeah, uh, yes, uh, yes, I <laughs> yes, I find nothing wrong with either one of them. They're oh, she both- looks just like me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's so, and there's and there's Vincent Price. He's so handsome in that. So, but anyway, yeah, that's Laura. So anyway, yeah, Nightmare Alley, Big Combo, Murder, Murder, My Sweet, The Big Sleep. Uh, those were the other ones. And, and if you uh, want to hear about those, yes, you need to subscribe to Tina. Subscribe to me and Stephanie's channel, and we're slowly getting it together. But we had so much fun uh, last night uh, during our testing and we'll do more testing yes and y'all can talk about like again and i'll i'll put the there's the letterbox account there uh if you want to read her because not only does tina does a great does always such a great job breaking down the history breaking down uh the films the behind the scenes but she also actually in her if you follow her she has the diary but then she also has her reviews like this right here this is her review so she is legit so she is a legit film lover film critic film reviewer and again still all all of this right here is tina so if you want to support her uh i think that especially something that you and steph could really bring uh to the channel is really going even further in depth because obviously you there's so much to be said about all of these films and i think that especially the connections that you were able to make you know with the uh family connection with the ghost of mrs muir um you know i think that there's a lot to, to be done there so Thank you for sharing that with us. That's fine. Stephanie's been posting the link in there. So, yeah, we're going to be doing some more test streams until we get this worked out. And we might do a podcast and drop it. So just, what is it everybody says? Hit that bell for notifications. Yes. So, Absolutely. And please uh, let me know if y'all, if y'all randomly do plans. So that way I can uh, jump in the chat, drop a like, okay. and share it as well. So that way okay. I can... Good deal. Yeah, Good absolutely. Deal. All right. So, yeah, we, we got about a few minutes, so I can go around the horn. So, way anyone who has anything last, if they want to shout out anything or anything else that they want to say, uh, y'all have the time to do so. So, uh, Matt, thank you again for, for joining today uh, and uh, had a lot of fun discussions. And one thing, uh, maybe we'll have, we'll have this conversation for the next one or – uh, maybe once Tina starts to, you know, invite guests on, right? Tina and Steph start to invite guests on. Uh, mm-hmm. Y'all can have that conversation about Godzilla because he was like, oh, I really want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, but uh, so, <laughs> but uh, any, yeah, any, any, uh, any last minute things you want to say, Matt? 
Uh, yeah, just to say, just want to say how great. Oh, uh, very glad I got to be on here with y'all, and this was a lot of fun. It's always fun. Do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> As Thank far you. as uh, stepped up, I guess uh, we're we plugging stuff by chance. Yeah, you or? can absolutely plug stuff. All right, I'm uh, Matt three one seven. That's my screen name. I'm on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Minds, and also on the side, I like try to I stream on Twitch. I'm at three one seven on Twitch as well. So if you want to follow me on there, more than welcome to as well. And you always see me in the always a regular and a lot of the fellowships comment sections of the chats. I always may not may not see me, but occasionally I'm there. I'll say hi, everybody, and just uh, <laughs> and just uh, yeah, I'm always up uh, popping in here and there, and I'll be on Gary's st- member stream tomorrow as well. Nice. Until and next I, time. I, and I found your uh, Twitch channel, so follow Matt on Twitch. I'm going to post that into the uh, chat right there. So if you want to follow Matthew One Seven on Twitch, boom, there it is. Much appreciated. And it was a Absolutely. very it was a pleasure to finally talk with you too, Odin. Yeah, it was great. I could talk to you. It's always great when uh, <laughs> whenever people from the chat I get to actually like put put a face and uh, voice to the name and yeah, actually get the conversation with. So uh, yeah, thank you for for joining and yeah, this had a lot of fun conversation. And I I uh, you know especially with everything going on with with this stream <laughs> and it's delayed everything mm-hmm. and this crunch towards the end. Uh, and I'm sure my wife would appreciate it as well. I uh, I I will. And again, apologies to all of the chosen. Uh, we'll we'll give y'all much further advance notice about the next chosen stream. I'm gonna try and get that in the books early, so that way we everyone can know, and, and then that way because I know Mr. Roy has been wanting to join, but his schedule hasn't been working out. So uh, I'm gonna talk to the wife. Uh, actually, I'll talk to the wife today about hey, what would be a good maybe like a good Sunday or rather, sorry, a good Saturday like consistently for the month. So that way it's it's not like hey. When's Odin going to come into the chosen chat and tell us what the thing is, but we actually know, oh, it's going to always be the, you know, second Saturday or what that, that way there's a little bit more. And obviously we can work, you know, like, you know, you know, we can work with it. If there's like a really bad weekend, like if there's a holiday weekend, things like that. We can obviously uh, adjust. But I think that, that I think a lot of y'all would appreciate the more consistency from me. So Matt, thank you again, man, for, for joining. You're welcome. Oh, one other thing I wanted yeah. to say is that I uh, very much Appreciate that you're an open and devout Catholic content creator. Thank That's you. That's one of the big big draws that led me to your channel. Well, thank and you. I'm, I thank you for that. Well, thank you, man. I thank you. I really do appreciate it. And yeah, I, I'm glad. I always, again, that's why I love the Asgardian community because there's like all these different pockets. There's there's movie fans, there's film fans, there's there's people that are just tired of everything in modern Hollywood. And then now there's also a uh, there's this this Catholic contingency that's that's growing as as well. Because uh, I know like Rosie G12 is in that group, Evan S is in that group, Luca I, I believe is also in that group too, and so it's it's also it's awesome just to see all these different groups coming together and talking. You know, it's it's one of the oh, beautiful yeah. things about Asgard is that no matter where where you are, where you come from, uh, you have a home here in Asgard. So thank you. Welcome. We also got, of course, Empress of the Universe. Uh, anything that you want to shout out? Uh, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I'm going to shout you out. Follow her letterbox. We posted it earlier. Follow the uh, the YouTube link, which has been posted by Tina. That's going to bring you to the first stream. Make sure you subscribe, hit the bell, and uh, support her over there. Support, Thank you, uh, support us. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Because it's, it's singular. It's singularly right now Tina's channel, but it is going to be the Tina and Steph show. It's Tina and Steph show. Yes. So yeah, yeah, check check out check out our test stream from last night. You'll just see a great stream that you'll hear. <laughs> you'll hear us, and we had fun. And again, to everybody in the chat right now that showed up, um, thanks so much. You were great. You were a lot of support. <laughs> Absolutely. And yes, seriously, thank y'all very much. Y'all are always amazing in the chat. And uh, again, thank you, Tina, because it's amazing. Uh, oh, no, we just saw Sora. Um, right at the very end. Uh, so <laughs> I think she's been having some connection issues. But uh, but Aww. seriously, huge shout out to, to Tina, because uh, Tina especially, not only is she on the panel, not only is she just doing all these amazing things. Uh, but she's also able to to c- c- still communicate with people in the chat, still have a conversation. So seriously, Tina, Empress of the Universe, uh, always thankful for you uh, for for being the Val- one of the Valkyrie and and for You're doing. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, and we have got, and we still have her. I think she's still here. We I got swear. the modern. <laughs> yes, I swear. Uh, we got the modern major uh-huh. general of the channel, uh, Laura. Laura, anything you want to shout out? Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess the next time we have a chosen stream, I'm just gonna have to get like a hotel room somewhere. Or something. Oh wow! <laughs> complete chaos. Every time I try to do a stream, everybody's like loses their mind. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, if you try to find Tina's channel, though, use the link because if you search YouTube for Tina B, uh, BB, is that how you say her last name? Yeah. It co- There's somebody named Tina Beeper. And she yes, <laughs> Stephanie Beep. saw that last night, and I saw it's probably some <laughs> Justin Bieber freak. I was like, what is this? <laughs> that that is a, yeah, Tina Bieber. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Oh my goodness. Stephanie was very upset when she saw there was a Tina Bieber. Oh my goodness. And if you search for it, down. if you search for it, 90% of the results are all Justin Bieber related content as well. Oh, <laughs> I, I knew it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, yeah, if you just search the name, I'll, I'll pull it up. This is what you see. Bieber. This is what you see. It's all, it's all Justin Bieber. <laughs> Oh, that I had to scroll way down. I found it because of yeah. your icon. Oh, so much Bieber. It's like, oh my goodness. Too why many. are there so many Justin Bieber channels? Too this many, is ridiculous. Too many Beavers. <laughs> Where's Tina? Tina, where are you? What's going on? Yeah, we but this get... is where y'all come in because uh, by y'all hitting subscribe on, on, on their channel and hitting the bell notification, you help uh, it go up on the list. So that way yeah. when other people search, they don't have to do what I Right. <laughs> and then when, you that? know, if, oh my God. <laughs> and if we, when we do, like when we go back and forth, when we do streams on Stephanie's channel, then we'll start getting her uh, subs up too. Yeah. So, <laughs> be a Tina be- believer. How do you say that? Believer. Tina believer. Tina believer. Oh my yeah. goodness! 122 <laughs> subs. Pretty good, Tina. Good job. Boom. Yeah, there I think it, it was 102. So yeah, thank you. There all. you go. 
Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. So thank you. And Laura, thank you again for, for joining and uh, I think pushing through those uh, those the technical oh issues. And <laughs> yeah, it does not work good on my iPhone. It's working fine on my iPad. So, but okay. It just drains the battery in my iPhone. Mm-hmm. Oh, DoorDash is here. Got to go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Perfect time. <laughs> Love you guys. See you later. All right. Have a good one, Laura. So again, thank you all very much for being here today. It really does mean a lot. I'm going to go ahead and hit that uh, March uh, Patreon subscribe star local shout out video. Uh, So again, shout out to Tina, Matt, uh, Laura, and of course, as well, Rosetta Allen was in the chat earlier. So shout out to her, praying for her and for her family. And uh, yeah, anyway, thank you all. Uh, Asgardian community, y'all are always amazing. Stephanie B, shout out to you as well. Thanks for jumping in the chat. Thank you for modding as well. My other Valkyrie, uh, the general of my Valkyries. Uh, you guys are all amazing, beautiful people. Um, have a wonderful rest of y'all's day, everybody. And as always, God bless. And now for a huge shout out to all of my March Patreon subscribe star and locals members. Starting off first with my Patreon members, animation commentator Brandon, let's go Brandon, Brian P, Christopher Bowman, Father Christopher Miller, hail to you Father, Father Damian Cook, Fuzz Aldrin, Garrett Searles, Hannibal Grimm, Harold Francis, Hymir Ari Hymason, Inflamed Wood, Jacob Juice, Jeff Toon, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, Gomer Kyle 79, Laura, The Modern Major General Story, Mike Jackson, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mondo Spieler, Mr. Peabody, On to June, Orange Chat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Rosetta Allen, Stan Andrian, Miss Martin Muses, Theodore Benden, Tina Bojan, and of course, Tina B, the Empress of the Universe. Also, shout out to my Subscribe Star members, starting off with Trent Johnson, Matt317, UAB Mad Dog, Mike Jackson, Storm Tracker, The R, Nosferatu Gatsu, Stan4, John B, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., Dean Heiss, Slash, the new number two, Jera, the beer guru, and Zikeman, and a final shout out to my locals members, Kara Tharp, UAB Mad Dog, Mike Jackson, and Robert Barnes. Thank you all so very much for being supporters, monthly supporters of the channel. And if you want your name shouted out at the end of every single live stream and every single video, please check out the pinned, uh, rather than the pinned, the, the, the very top link in the video description it is noted as the willow link there it'll bring you to uh, basically a link uh, tree of all the different places that you can support on Patreon, Subscribestar, or on Locals. And also there are other tiers that you can get access to as well, including an Army of Asgard level where you get not only the shout-out, but you also get access to a giveaways channel that I have on my Discord where you get uh, offers of giveaways, or rather you get access to giveaways of 4K titles, Blu-rays, uh, digital codes, all kinds of stuff, steelbooks. It's just, uh, I'm giving away stuff all the time over there, and it's a lot of fun as well. So go check that out if you're interested. There's also the Keeper of the Bifrost level, which is the higher level up than that, and you get all everything from the previous tiers. Plus, you get access to a once or twice a month podcast that I do with John the Flickpick Flickinger, where you get to ask us Q&A, right? You get to ask us questions, uh, any question that you like, uh, movie or non-movie related. We will answer them uh, once, maybe twice a month. Uh, we're trying to work on a second opportunity for us to, to have a show, but right now it's 
that's at least once a month. So again, you get access with that with the Keep of the Bifrost level. And then there is the Chosen of Valhalla level, the very premium level where you get access to all of those things. Plus, you get to be featured on the channel once a month with me and the other Chosen members where we talk about movies and, and, and stuff. Anything really that the Chosen want to talk about. And it's always a very fun discussion. We usually have about three, three and a half hour discussion. So again, that's what you get access to at the Chosen of Valhalla level. Also, you get a free t-shirt during your first month. All you need to do is just let me know uh, what t-shirt you want from the store and also their size, location, etc. And I send those out anywhere in the world. Anyway, you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Thank you all so very much again for your love and for your support. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, God bless.